0: Eeny, meeny, miny, mo.
1: <laughs> Fuck my roommate with my toe.
2: <laughs> You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7. It's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer.
3: Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City, Dane DeLorean... What does it mean to be the wolf? Bowl after bowl. So when are we smoking some weed? I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on.
0: Clothing is optional, but pot is not.
1: Don't tell them we're high.
4: Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late.
3: Oh, the bowl after bowl guy? Bowl after bowl.
1: They have some of the most soothing voices I've ever heard in Yeah. Are you soothed? I hope you are. Are you soothed on another Tuesday? Oh, man. Token Tuesday. It is a token Tuesday, indeed, indeed. And you are listening to some jamming tunes you found. Yes. I like that intro track. I like pretty, it too. Pretty nice one. Pretty nice one. Hey, it's Tuesday yet again. Yeah, it is August 30th. In the year of our Lord 2020, you're listening to episode 185 of Bowl After Bowl. Welcome. Glad you're here. Glad you're with us. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City.
0: And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're the bowlers in the bowl. Yeah, you produce the show.
1: Hopefully, uh, you're listening live on one of those nude podcast apps. Just uh, cheeks winking in the sun out there somewhere. Uh, or listening in the future on a similar app. You can find them all at NudePodcastApps.com. And yeah, we're just hanging it out. We're kicking it. You can hang with us in the bowl. Chat it up. Go to BowelAfterBowl.com. Click it on Listen Live. We'll get you a link to the Kiwi IRC client. If you want to uh, troll along in your web browser. Or if you're already an IRC pro and you know what you're doing. We're on that uh, zero node. net. And the Bowl After Bowl channel.
0: Yeah, you just pound bowl after bowl to get in. Yeah.
1: If you're an NH troll, then you already know what's up. If you're not, then, uh, well, one bit at a time. You're dipping your toe in some weird waters here, what can I tell you? Just hang out. All this shit will make sense on a long enough timeline, I promise.
0: I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I know we just get in the car and drive, but... Yeah, that's right. Sometimes it still, uh, doesn't really add up. You never really know
1: until you find out. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. That's true. That's what I'm trying to say. Had a great week. Yeah, I was trying to remember it all because it was just like
0: there's a lot of work in this week. Was so
1: much, you know, and I forgot to uh, plug on the show last week that I was gonna be doing extremely live. Uh,
0: oh yeah, with Micah out of New York. That was a great show. It was a
1: show extremely live. Uh, so I didn't promo it, and so I don't think anybody knew what was going on. It was last Wednesday, and it hasn't been published yet. Okay. So I'm waiting for it to be published so I can hype it again.
0: Yeah, so, and we'll put it in the show notes once yeah. it's out there.
1: So tonight is just the perfect time to talk about it, because you can't go back in time and listen to it with that. <laughs> you can't go forward in time to listen to it now. But hey, maybe uh, maybe we'll have a link soon for you for that, uh, once it gets published.
0: In a later bowl.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah,
0: that was a good one. Talking lightning, talking nodes, all the yeah, stuff you love.
1: He's an easy guy to talk to.
0: Yeah, he seems like a cool dude.
1: Yeah, conversationalist. He said he's been hanging out with uh, our boy out there melodious owls yeah also known as tom starkweather does some uh, na mixes so um
0: and he bought a lemon tree with yeah. bitcoin yeah
1: fantastic stuff
0: yeah i love that
1: can't wait for it to drop
0: um had a great uh weekend
1: for the fizzolino yeah <laughs> you had another wedding in the books man always Ooh. it's always something dude i'm running around in circles all the time what can i say
0: yeah, you like juggling.
1: Yeah, juggling. Keeping all the balls in the air. Yep. Like you just don't care. Me too. Or like you care a lot.
0: <laughs> that's why <laughs> they don't hit the ground. shit.
1: Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know, man. We juggle because we care.
0: <laughs> like that. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I care. Yes. I care so much I uh, told my midwife not to refer any more people to the place where we got our sonogram done. That's right, <laughs> man.
1: That had you bothered.
0: I was. Very, and rightfully so. Had I'm still fuming. Bothered. I'm still fuming. Had us all bothered. I started uh, getting the trembles and the sweats when I was remembering the whole thing and telling her about it. Uh,
1: yeah, you were getting...
0: <laughs> so. And they escorted us out the side door. We had, a, <laughs> we had
1: our uh, revisit today with the midwife. So Yeah. it's was the first time we've seen her since the sonogram disaster of last week.
0: Yeah, and those fuckers didn't even send her my stuff, my report. Yeah, they did. How'd you She's like, "Oh man, wait, you had the Sonic game, right? Complete I was like, oh. Complete
1: slop job.
0: I did.
1: <laughs> Complete slop job.
0: Uh, you can always visit Bull After Bull episode 184 if you want to hear about that.
1: Yeah, the full unloading. <laughs> it was a nightmare disrespect.
0: situation. Happy use he was the back door. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked, her, I liked my midwife's response. I told her, you know, they wouldn't let us in because we didn't have masks. She goes, still?
1: These fuckers are so committed, dude, that they have the fucking <laughs> uh, picture of the mask and face mask required, like, in the big-ass font on, like, three different front windows of their goddamn building. It's bigger than their actual logo Yes, of what the fucking name of the place is. It's totally and completely wrecked. And I'm embarrassed to haven't given any money toward them, even if it was through insurance.
0: Yes, me too. Riggedy wrecked. Stupid. But I can just tell people in the future not to go there, <laughs> which is yes. what I'm doing.
1: That's right. It's yeah. So annoying. Happier last night at the, at the train restaurant oh, that we yeah. love so much. We went back to Fritz's, which is. Uh, is it all your fault? Yeah, I was just like, uh, you know those dumbass photo apps where they'll be like, hey, look at what happened three years ago. And three years ago, we had been at Fritz's, <laughs> and it seemed like to just a baby.
0: Yeah, our middle child.
1: And uh, Ray didn't really even remember it. She was two.
0: No, oh, but she loves trains now, so we were like, oh, heck, they're open for another two hours. Let's go. I had to go back. This place, since when now? I feel 1954. Like, yeah,
1: that's right. Since 54 restaurant they've had this restaurant and their gimmick is awesome their gimmick is it's just a greasy spoon place you know your burgers and fries and shakes type place but the the train there's a model train that goes up near the ceiling like quite high and it brings out your food in a little tray i've always thought that uh if dvorak came to casey if we pulled off like a national na meeting meetup and, like, got those guys out here and we got JCD there. We, we had to take him to Fritz's because I think he'd be very yes. into it. Yes. And,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, they come in and uh, it drops it off. And uh, then this, like, mechanical arm just lowers the food down to your table. It's always a huge hit with kids and whatever and stuff. With everyone. No. Yeah.
0: People walking by, they're like, when's the train coming out? Yeah. The servers are like, when someone gets their food,
1: yeah. you want to order something? <laughs> they bring your drinks out. Uh, the server will bring your drinks to you. Smart. It's like, you know, <laughs>
0: there's only so much. <laughs> a train whizzing by dropping a drink onto a tray. What could Sounds go Sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, what could go wrong? I just would love to see some food fall off that tray, though. <laughs> I'm like, you're always like... You know, you're waiting for the train wreck. Oh, yeah. We've you know? seen it. We've seen it before. You've seen it?
1: Oh, man. That's... Mm-hmm. Do you get... It can happen. It's not... You
0: think they comp your meal if that so, happens?
1: N- I don't know. I'm not really sure. I think they just make new shit. Um,
0: The train comes by. The food is underneath it on, like, a little carrier. Yeah. And then this arm drops down when it gets above your table, to drop it onto the tray that's going to lower. It's really hard to explain unless you see it, but
1: yeah. Yeah. There's like a track, you know, a smooth track up in the air, and then there's the train on top of the track, and then it has like a C-arm that comes down below the track. And so the food is actually carried below the track. And then, yeah, like Lorian said, an arm falls down at the station that the food is stopped at. So the train keeps going, the arm holds the food tray there, and then it just kind of, that tray slides on by with the train. Train keeps going, goes right back to the kitchen, your food stays on the, on the platform. So it's, it's excellent.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a fantastic gimmick.
0: And they have model trains set up between the tables, too. They're driving around.
1: You gotta really, like, wonder how the hell that's profitable to keep, like, maintaining that <laughs> fucking thing, you know? Like, because it has to break. You know, it has to break every once in a while.
0: Yeah. They only have know. two locations.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's just cool. It's just like one of those places, there's there's nothing like it around. It's very unique.
0: Yeah. A Kansas City staple.
1: Mm-hmm. No doubt.
0: And oh. then we were able to walk to the train station so I could deliver my mail. That was so cool. Yeah, there's I, love, a I love Post office connected. in that's Union Station.
1: Kind of the uh, same route we walked when Billy Bones was in town. That's right. But unfortunately, when he was there, it was just like too late to get uh, Grease Burgers off the train.
0: But he did get Jack sick.
1: That's right. We got him some legitimate KC barbecue. Yes. Yeah. Far better. That's what far really superior matters. food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but if you got little kids to entertain, then the train is the place to go for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I got a big uh, big KC meetup coming up. Mm hmm. little on the fly planage for it uh our boy lavish is road tripping out here Woo-hoo! so he'll be here in just a matter of a f- couple few weeks yeah a couple like, and a half weeks something two? like that yeah uh september 16th is gonna be the meetup and i haven't posted it yet on uh, the the na meetups but i'll post it this week basically the plan is we're gonna go to green uh the green lady lounge uh he'll be in town uh uh, during that weekend so we're gonna go on that Friday Friday September 16th Green Lady Lounge haven't picked a time I don't know probably the evening-ish six or seven and our boy Pfeiffer's coming out
0: yeah He's gonna kick
1: it too coming up from the Ozarks bringing the wifey I understand so
0: that's what I hear
1: uh fantastic I'm very excited about that it's gonna be an absolute killer time and uh details to come I need to get uh I need to get with our boy Lavish and plan some kind of a promo or something do a little promo.
0: Just hopefully, do a little promo.
1: Hopefully by Sunday. Yeah. But maybe. I don't know. I know he's a busy guy about town. I'm, I got uh, things myself that I'm running <laughs> around putting this kind of Five balls up in the
0: air. But I got some balls. <laughs>
1: got some balls. They're definitely up in the air. Some high balls. Um
0: <laughs> balls in the bowl. Speaking of this Sunday,
1: I got a big ass uh, Bulls with Buds to announce. I'm very, very excited about this one. Uh, we are going to be following the live No Agenda show. That's right. Right around 4.20 when the boys usually wrap at the new time. And uh, we're going to get Eric Yakes, author of The Seventh Property, Bitcoin and the Monetary Revolution, which I have just uh, heroed through today.
0: Woo, my turn. <laughs> so
1: you will have to, um, it's it's a nice, uh, it's not a cumbersome read. You could knock this out in a couple days. Uh, yeah. If you were really going at it, you could get it done in a day no no problem yeah. it's, uh you know about a three hundred pager and uh
0: i I saw Mike tyson, so I'm yeah going to read it quickly yes I think. indeed, yes
1: <laughs> there's this like two halves of the book, and the first half is kind of explaining the history of money uh all the way from like beads and shells to today and then the history of like uh Banking and fractional reserve banking and centralized banking. And that's kind of the first half of the book. And every chapter in the first half of the book starts with a Mike Tyson quote. And then the second half of the book pivots to Bitcoin and what that's all about and how it came about and how it works technically, which uh, I was really pleased to read so much about. Like I usually just see that presented as like a bunch of metaphors, but this was just a, a lot of like technical stuff, but still broken down. Things about, like, finite field math and elliptic curves and different shit. And, uh, in that half, every chapter starts with a Kanye West quote. So, it's, uh, it's just very inspirational. can I say? Seventh property. So, we will talk all about the book, about Bitcoin, about other stuff. Figure out, uh, all kinds of stuff about our bud, Eric Yakes. So, he did, he was the last guest, uh, featured speaker at our KC Bitcoin meetup group, so... Um, figured it would be really cool to have him on a bowls with buds. And I never got to sit down and talk to him, uh, for like a wolf on the prowl. I had my recorder there, but everybody was just mobbing him. And
0: yeah, it sounded like a good one.
1: It was, it was so cool. It was like a very involved discussion. but like the engagement was off the charts, you know, speakers, they usually get a few questions and it's nice. And it's like, everybody's like, cool. You know, it's not like we have like any dog shit speakers by any means. Like all of our speakers are great. But he was kind of stand out in the level of engagement and like conversation that he got sparked up. So
0: I'm he excited. Sparked one up.
1: He did spark one up. I'm excited. Very
0: cool.
1: I'm excited to introduce him to you as well. Yeah, because you didn't get to see him uh, speak. So
0: yes, I'm excited to plow through that book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right but here.
0: I already have questions for him.
1: It's right here, ready and waiting for you.
0: I already said something earlier, and you were like. That's a good question. Oh
1: yeah, I won't spoil it.
0: No, I won't either. I got it uh written you shouldn't down. Shouldn't even have
1: told it to me because you know how I get. Uh,
0: I know you're gonna ask it before I, can. I just get dumb. And, and then I'm I say going shit, to you know. nod my head, <laughs> and no one say... will ever know I was there. Well,
1: nobody knows, guys, with the Bulls with Buds. Nobody knows how hard Lorian nods the whole time. <laughs> like you guys don't understand. I wish I could have a mic on your nod.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm a professional listener. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so it's Fucking oh, embarrassing. Man. Well, And uh, before that, Thursday night, we're going to have some fun with the Lotus Effect. That's right. I oh, think it's yeah. going to be at roundabouts, 9 p.m. Central.
1: Right around stairs. Yes. 9 Central Thursday.
0: Yes. A big old surprise. Kind of. Now the bowlers are tuned in.
1: That's right. Yeah. And uh, you got you to come chill with us at the Lotus Effect. I will be scooting back from... A Bitcoiners meetup, so I'll be in a grand mood.
0: Yes, nice. I'll be,
1: I'll be on tune and in with it, so it should be a good one.
0: I should like the sounds of that.
1: Uh, speaking of professional listeners, like you said, yeah, we got some professional bowlers out there. Oh,
0: hell yeah, we do.
1: Uh, listen to the show and uh, give us value, and we always want to start things off by thanking them all uh, for the value that they give us for the show. So value for value proposition the hell does that mean? Well, we keep telling you every week. We put this show out. We don't do weird ad reads or awkward bullcrap like that. We don't have anybody, uh, threatening to take away our funding.
0: No, we're not puppets. Got no sponsors attached to us with strings or anything. That's right. It's just us. Got no daddy. Naked in the bowl.
1: You and me here, and, uh, the bowlers out there. That's right. All hanging out together. And, uh... We try to put as much value as we can into the show. We try to bring you a show that's entertaining, maybe a little insightful, try to cover a lot of bases, and uh, all that we ask is consider if you get any value out of the show. You know, if you've been hanging around a while, it's all based on the first rule we like to say.
3: First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time.
1: So if you're getting value uh, and the balance is on your side, just uh, rebalance the value back to us. And that can be in many forms. Uh, of course, we like to thank individually our uh, value contributors in the form of treasure. There's also time and talent. There's many ways to give back, and we love and appreciate everyone who does. Uh, PayPal, nothing coming in this week. PayPal-less. paypal I know a lot of you think that uh, that is a step in the right direction or a good move, and uh, maybe so. I'm not going to argue that point. Uh, the PayPal is available, and what it helps us do is... Um, kind of those auto bills that are set to uh, come out each month, keeping servers running, keeping the web hosted, uh, the web host paid, things of that nature. Um, But we are also all eyes on the future, looking toward a better money, a more sound money, uh, a less centralized, let's say, a totally decentralized, permissionless way to send and receive value from one another. And we do that through Podcasting 2.0, And the sound you hear just now. Uh, The pin's crashing. That's helipad going off, letting us know we got one of them modern boosts coming in. So, uh, if you don't know what the skinny on boosting is, well, all you gotta do is take off all your clothes and go to NudePodcastApps.com and pick out something uh, under the value tag there. You'll have all these beautiful apps, uh, like the ones that these beautiful folks are sending uh, little pieces of Bitcoin to us with little Satoshi's, uh, including I'm going to go all the way back here to Harv Hat, who uh, I know for sure that uh, I missed last week because he got us right at the end there.
0: Ah uh, yes,
1: and uh, he gave us forty two sixty nine. whole Harv Hat, woo, coming out of Boost CLI, and he said,
0: "Did I boost yet? Man, I'm so high." <laughs> <laughs> So. It's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. Wow.
1: I am really high. Uh, well, the he did get his boost in. I have yep. it right here in front of me. And yes, it is confirmed. It's not just your stony imagination. You did indeed boost. Our Hat. We thank you. Uh, from boost CLI, which by the way, I might add is the only app on nude podcast where you can actually boost from your own node. It's a beautiful app written in Python by our man C dubs. And, uh, Yeah, take full control over your boosting power. You run a lightning node, you uh, can run boost CLI and boost right from the command line. Uh, Nobody's your daddy, nobody's uh, taking cuts and fees and different things like that. Uh, It's all going uh, right to that value tag, so that's a fantastic little dealio. And uh, it's been around, man. It's been around uh, at least, I think, all year. It was definitely around... Uh, when we did the block party, because I've got it yeah. on my banner for the uh, podcasting 2.0 apps banner that I take around when I do uh, public tabling and stuff. So, yeah, we love the Boost CLI, man. It's been absolutely kicking ass. Uh, looks like 6969 69 coming in here from Fountain.
2: 6969,
0: dude. That's
1: from Starship Alvis.
0: All right. Who says, Woo! <laughs> yeah, I got
1: one of those. Appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Uh, three
1: thirty-three. That's from Test Toker. Test Toker's been making the rounds, my man. Test test toke toke. Tok. That one came out of Podverse, which nice. is a new app we're seeing boosts coming in through. So awesome to have Podverse uh, able to send us boosts and boostergrams as well. Uh, four twenty from Harv Hat. He's boosting that Curiocaster tag. Uh, he says Test Toking.
0: Nice.
1: Test uh toke has come through. So uh it's working. It is working. These are also rolling through, by the way, on the Boost Bot. Another one of C dubs' uh handy inventions there. And uh you can see that if you're in the IRC chat, it's rolling on by. Forty four forty-four from Servo out of Boost C L I. He All says right. Rough Rough and has a little dogie. Uh that of course is a very Hidden reference to the Ring of Fire
0: Oh. that
1: he participated in. So appreciate cool. the boost there, and uh, thank you so much for participating in the Ring of Fire. We had a million sat one last week, and we we're right about to balance the uh, big fat six million one. Um, probably either later tonight or early in the morning. Later tonight, uh, hopefully. So uh, more about that a little bit later. One hundred one hundred one coming in from C Dubs. Speak yep. of the devil. He's coming in, of course, from Boost CLI. Where else? He says, boosting from the raunchiest, kinkiest, nastiest, stoniest, bestiest podcasting 2.0 app in the universe, bow wow, oh, bow bow bow, pew pew pew, oh yeah, L-G-Y, that's little girl yay, oh, and it's written in Python, he says. <laughs> oh, fantastic, sir. Well, we thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Uh, The kinky oh, podcast uh, oh. app. Also, Stony Podcast app. Um, what's better than that? Get yourself a Boost CLI, man. Learn it. Learn a command line. Put it on there. It's How actually you know? it's actually very easy to use. There's a very nice help guide in there uh, that'll get you set up and boost in right away. Uh, 101 from C-Dubs who corrects his previous post and says app, Podcasting 2.0 app. Uh, I didn't even, my brain just read it as app. I saw the app and I guess it wasn't in there. So. Nice. Didn't mess up the read. My brain just put it in. I knew what you were trying to say. I knew, C-dubs, what you were trying to say. Uh, ooh, it looks like another 69, 69.
2: 69, 69
1: It's from a man, Phone Boy, out of Fountain. Uh, he says, miss you and love you, Phoenix. And uh, 333 from Throw the Wonder Hammer. Hey-oh. is also missing Phoenix. Imagine Aww. that. Out of Fountain again. Uh, 33,666. Woo! Wow, that that was a weird combo. I didn't know you were going to make that noise.
0: I'd finished swallowing my water to make a sound. What on earth was that? We timed it perfectly. Uh, This is
1: coming in from Boost CLI, an absolutely uh, killer performance from Boost CLI this week. Hell yeah. Uh, Cold Acid sent this one. He said, If you're high, you can talk and you will find me. Bowl after bowl. And he says, apologies to Cindy. I also send my apologies to Cindy.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, but I had to go for it. What can I say?
0: Forty- I love singing Boostergrams.
1: You got it. yeah. You know, if you get the Boostergram, you gotta sing the Boostergram. I mean.
0: Fuck a singing telegram. Now we got the singing Boostergrams.
1: That's right. This is the future. Oh, man. Um, next up, we have 4269 from Boy Hire Pat. He's always our... Woo! Uh, right when the show goes live, you might have heard a... Bowl strike, crash, right in the intro music. That's Harv always trying to line one up right at the beginning. And we went live in Karyocaster. And uh, 4269, yeah. 2222, that's a row of ducks, quad ducks from Boobs. Boo, Boobs. It's our boy Booberry. Uh, and he says, boosting sats will set you free. He's uh, coming in from Podverse there. Nice. Booberry, if you don't know. Zosobi Booberry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman and the mini and the Horror of Yig. We want to get real technical. I'm trying to get technical with it. Uh 1821 from Pfeiffer at right. a fountain. Thanks, Pfeiffer. That's our uh, Missouri brother there. And he says eighteen twenty one, the year Missouri entered the Union. Missouri smash boost value. Oh, oh, nice. there you go. The little eighteen twenty one. Yeah, I love that. Because we just had the bicentennial last year. Yeah, good stuff. I like that suggestion. Eighteen twenty one. That's the official Missouri boost.
0: Yeah, we got to get on that. The custom boost sounds. I
1: know. Yeah, I'm They've so been behind rocking them.
0: On, at behind the scheme. So
1: behind on my wish list, and this is uh, a. This hackathon's coming up. I want to do some stuff.
0: Ah, oh, shit. I
1: want to play with some stuff. Yeah, there's so many things I want, but what can I have? I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure that out. Eleven, eleven coming in from Cotton Gin. Woo! Out of the fountain app. No note. He just sends it, so we appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you very much, brother. It was <laughs> it was eight minutes after five today, and you said, oh, look, it's Cotton Gin O'Clock. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's exactly what I said, yo. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. From
0: lavish. Oh, all right, thanks, lavish.
1: That's your boy, lavish at a fountain. Who says bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl? So we thank you, sir. And it occurred to me, I need some lavish drops on my board. I'm like, oh, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, I have some, but it's my secret stash.
1: Oh, you? <laughs> well, you gotta send them to me. <laughs> send me a secret lavish stash. What the fuck a- is this? Uh, what the fuck oh, is
0: you'll this? Oh,
1: you find out. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, two twenty two from C Dubs, who says boost, 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 boost. CLI, man, it's coming. Uh one hundred one oh, yeah. from C Dubs, who says boost. He is boosting hard from that Boost CLI tonight. So hard. It's coming in. Uh, C Dubs 333 who says, shameless plug here, pip install Boost CLI. See? Uh, fuck going over to nudepodcastapps.com. You can skip the step. You can go in. You're, you're going to command line anyway, right, bros? And hoes. Get your fucking Linux <laughs> node. Go in there. Go in a command line. Type pip install Boost CLI.
0: Okay, I think I can do that.
1: It's all you gotta do. Bam. It's fucking done. Then you're off to the races, man. Boosting from your own node. Try
0: it out. Give it a shot. Hell yeah.
1: If you know what I'm talking about there, if you know boost, or if you know uh PIP install boost CLI, then you know the rest. It's, fucking, it's, it's like falling off a log. Oh. <laughs> 4242 coming in from Fletcher.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks, Fletcher.
1: Who says, sound money. Oh, look at this. We got, uh,
0: we got a look at this.
1: Let me see if i can get this link without fucking it up it's like con- look
0: at this i just want to hear it
1: let me see Achoo! yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice well
1: played oh i'm glad that worked glad that worked
0: 11, 11 whoa
1: that's uh
0: a stack of sticks
1: that is that's a stack of sticks that's five sticks deep from booberry who said Out of Kiriocaster, he says, Oh, fuck, you're gonna make me take off my clothes and boost. Boost bots for the win, by the way. Yeah. We got boost bots, we got chat bots, we got all the bots. Whatever you want. You boost shit, things happen, man. I get confetti on my screen, you get an IRC chat, you get a toot on the fucking mastodon. Things happen, my man. And I'm reading it right here on a Bull After Bull show. Like, all this shit just happens. Just because just cause somebody sent a boost to Changing the world. Sorry.
0: Changing it one boost at a time.
1: You wonder why I get these dark circles under my eyes, man. Just, <laughs> we're changing the world here.
0: 50,000 sets. Oh,
1: whoa! Coming in from Rev Cyber Trucker. Woo! Our boy, we have missed you. Yes! He is back, he says. In fact, his note from Fountain says, I'm back,
0: bowlers. Hell yeah.
1: So we got some rev coming at you later on today. Uh, honk one for the rev.
0: Yeah, rev, Cybertrucker.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, bowlers. I much appreciate all of the love and the boost of grams, uh, that come in uh, and throughout the show. We just keep smacking.
0: Yeah. Keep on smacking We're and grateful. attacking. grateful. For the bowlers. That's right. And, there, of course, there's other ways to contribute value. One of the most important ones during the live show is being in the chat. Pounding that bowl after bowl. And you can help us shape the show by adding some timestamps in there. You know, if we say something funny or if you just need an ISO, sometimes there's some good evergreens, you just type ISO in the chat. And you can even leave a note next to it to tell us exactly what you're looking for. When we go and uh, cut them out at the end.
1: That's right, yeah. It's always helpful to do ISO and then space and any kind of note. Whatever you like it's thought, you know, like whatever you're trying to ISO or tag, then we get the timestamp, but then we also know what we're looking for post-show. Like, yeah. what, the, what the hell
0: did they tag? What's this ISO for? It's sometimes a few seconds off. Yeah, so. You know.
1: The little note always helps. Uh, C. Brooklyn, by the way, coming in. You just heard him at 25,000 sats Woo! at the CurioCaster. He says, it's been a while, Boost. Aw, oh,
0: wow. thanks, C. Brooklyn. Very
1: much, sir. Good to have you back in Hell the boosting yeah. saddle.
0: Yeah. What's another way? Another hey. way is to leave us a voicemail. Oh, yeah. Super easy. Uh, every week, we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, the topic is the first time I ever reconnected with a lost Passion. All you have to do if you want to tell us about reconnecting with a lost passion is pick up your phone and call
2: 816-607-3663
1: in the Play your
0: We will play it. We will not screen it.
1: Yeah, it just, just kind of comes out. One that that uh, tax spam guy last week.
0: Uh, yeah. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. you get a spook.
1: I uh, sometimes read the poorly transcribed uh, Google-provided transcription, and uh, I kind of knew what was coming, but, but since you're always advertising that we don't screen them, I had to just be like, you know what? We're walking into this. We'll see how far that yeah. she lets me play this.
0: If it's a robot, I'll just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> Once we hear that it's a robot.
1: Yeah, we'll shit on you and then uh, delete it.
0: Yeah, but you can also text if you have a uh, shitty reception or you voice shy.
1: Yeah. Or Eight, you have something visual to show us. Oh,
0: yeah. Pictures accepted in the bowl.
1: Eight one six six zero seven three six six three.
0: You can send pictures there, too. It's crazy. It's awesome. Get all kinds of shit in there. The future is now.
1: Oh, that's right. Living it. Living it.
0: No, this is uh, your time now.
1: Is it my time to shine? Yes. (laughs) Is it the time where we break out the... (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to make you want to build a node. And uh, I got a report that my tour issues have backed way the fuck off this week, which is a nice uh, change of pace. Uh, I had like five minutes of tour downtime early this morning, just randomly was like down and back up. I don't know what that was all about, Mm. but uh, I have seen numerous complaints about uh, connectivity issues with tour over the last two to three weeks. They've been like peaking. Now we've mentioned that tour has been, under an ongoing DDoS attack since sometime in June is when it really started, and there have been some fixes and updates to uh, supposedly help things a little bit, lighten the load, but uh, as far as a silver bullet uh, solution, one remains to be actually uh, found. I'm trying. I'm still trying to get uh, the old hybrid mode going. So you can run Tor or ClearNet no ma- uh, either way. I just haven't um, i've got my vps all set up in the vpn vpn sds pty whatever the fuck um you put a vpn on a vps is how it works a virtual private network on a virtual private server and uh you tunnel all your traffic through that vpn so that you can run on clearnet without exposing your uh high, your home ip for just security purposes so I've connected successfully to VPS and uh, got the handshake going and everything. But I, for some reason, when I updated my L&D conf, and you have to update also the Raspi Blitz conf, um, it just didn't take, you know, the, the mm. line that I added for external IP just kind of just disappeared. And I tried to put it in a couple few times. It just keeps disappearing, so I need to figure out how to make it persist And I haven't really had the time to dig in too deep because, of course, like we we mentioned, juggling some balls and that ball is just kind of, I don't know. Sometimes when you drop a ball, it kind of rolls over and you're still juggling five or six more and you're like, well, I'll grab it. I'll grab it. There will be a time to grab that ball. Um, But I'm like, I'm so close. I'm so close to being there. Uh, One of some of the other balls I'm throwing around, though, rings of fire are igniting while this is going on. Nice. uh, it, it's been playing nice with me that the node has because uh, these two rings were very special. Ring 11 and 12 because they put me over the one Bitcoin mark Ooh. for uh, the amount of liquidity deployed through all of these participants. So it's it, it's just kind of another piece of this whole grow your tribe, value for value type type mentality, right? Like I never by myself would have been able to put a fucking... What it's like? Uh, the official total now is one point two two five two Bitcoin. Wow! Deployed in channels. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, that's one hundred twenty-two million five hundred twenty thousand Sats worth of channels opened up, and now able to stream payments to podcasters using Podcasting two point apps. Like all these boostograms need liquidity in order to be able to move from one place to another. Sorry. and so. Uh, There's no way I could do that just by myself, just me. Uh, And so we're organizing all of these people together in these liquidity rings. A ring of fire, I try to get my pitch down, you know, and honed in. The the ring of fire is a channel opening strategy. It's a way to open channels up where you only have to pay for opening one, and in the end, through participatory action and cooperation with other node operators... They're also opening channels, and you wind up with two channels for the price of one that are balanced at the end. So everybody opens in a circle. The organizer sends a payment for half the capacity to himself all the way around the circle, which balances those, and then you get half inbound, half outbound on each of those channels, and you only have to open one. Two for the price of the one. I recommend never opening a channel just willy-nilly always try to get into some kind of a ring, at least a triangle. You know, you got to have at least three nodes participating in order for this to work right. But all of the rings I have organized so far have been six, uh, six node rings. So it's been awesome. It's been fantastic. And uh, I was just like super excited when I ran the numbers and just like saw all these people like pitching in to help bolster the network, you know, and uh, be able to be able to stream these sets to, to podcasters and, And also other payments, you know? I mean, it's not just us on the Lightning Network by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, it helps everybody. It helps kind of decentralize the future when just regular people are becoming uh, liquidity providers. And uh, if you are ever interested in joining a ring, uh, I'm organizing them all the time. In fact, for Ring 13, I'm taking capacity suggestions. So uh, I recommend at least a million to um kind of future proof the setup um i was looking way back in time and the first few were at uh, half a million Mm. and you know those are those are all right especially if you're just getting started it's a really tough situation to be in you know because you're like well i don't have all this bitcoin laying around i have all these sats so like i just have a little bit um and depending on what your use case or purposes are you know these half a million channels are a decent place to start. But if you can pull it off, and especially now, I mean, there's a dip. It's a fire sale. We're under 20K as I speak per Bitcoin. So it's a really great time to just try to grab enough for a million sat ring of fire. And then you got two one million sat channels to start you off. And then from there, you know, it's it just it becomes a passion. you you're like, wow, I need to open up more channels. Makes you really want to build a note, it's just the way it goes. Oh man, uh, Eric Yakes, we mentioned big time, big time Bitcoin author coming through. So, his book, by the way, was just published like within uh, sometime in 2021, like it's super new and relevant. So, um, it's kind of funny because of how fast the landscape changes. Um, and you kind of, in a couple of parts of the book is kind of like i'm not going to go into this in 2d too, de- too much detail this part because it's either outside of the scope of what i'm writing about or because it could change by the time you're reading this kind of thing but mm. um it's just a really great read so i'm very excited to sit down and talk with him on sunday uh as far as the casey bitcoiners we are having beer with bitcoiners this thursday at bricks nice mexican restaurant in westport so come on out and hang with us. I'm going to be there. It's at 6 p.m. Central, and I'm going to be there probably a couple hours because i got to get back home. Like Lorian said, we are going to be on the Lotus Effect podcast with Funboy and Phoenix right after that. So I'll be coming in with uh, Tales of Something or Other. And also, we are super jazzed to be planning another Bitcoin block party. This is Blocktoberfest. Yes. Nice. Blocktoberfest well, is going down October 23rd. I've confirmed Fizzolino will be there.
0: Oh, <gasps> sweet.
1: Tyler's going to be working it. So, oh, yeah. Um,
0: Lightning for champagne.
1: I'm not sure how we're going to work out that yet. So uh, we would have to piggyback on somebody's license in the area. Oh, right. If uh, we do buy the drink sales, but if we just do private party type, uh, or not even private party, but no sales, if we just like just vend no sales then it's a little different so I want to talk to some of the organizers and kind of figure out because I don't want to piss people off or step on toes and I also don't want to you know
0: yeah we got to figure do it something
1: out. on license but type shit
0: that's epic
1: get in a different kind of rabbit hole uh, but yeah they will be there we'll figure out what the setup is or the situation is wh- whatever makes sense for all the organizers and for all the people involved will do but uh, I'm so I'm so stoked to have that as part of the Part of the crowd. Maybe we'll get some people walking up, you know, just be like, hey, come on. I thought maybe a good compromise would be to, like, sell cups or wristbands, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Then we're like, hey, you get a cup. and mm, You can fill the cup up, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Gifts. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'll be there on my rocks. Yes. I got a bunch of uh, skulls and mushrooms to throw out. Not yeah. throw out, but sell for sats.
1: That's right. Priced in sats. That was so fun the last time. Abel Kirby was out here with us, and that was the first time. The first time we ever sold things just for sats, like a little storefront action, and it really... It, it made re- things click. It definitely clicked. It was like, this is so much easier than all of the hoops I got to jump through and assholes I have to pay with any other kind of event. Yep. It's like, no, this is just, oh, this guy is going to buy the rock, and I'm going to sell it to him, and everyone else can fuck off.
0: Yep. Here's Boom. your invoice.
1: Boom. Here's your invoice to my home uh, home note over tour. Thank you, sir. Have a great day.
0: Yeah. Easier than pulling your wallet out and fumbling for change.
1: Just quick, fast, in a hurry, dude. So cool.
0: So cool. That was bad. And we'll have yes. the podcasting 2.0 banner up, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah, we'll be evangelizing Podcasting 2.0 and uh, all of the apps. Uh, and we will have a, I'll, I'll be interested to have a little count at how many people have changed their al- album artwork since I've made that oh. poster. Uh, I know our boy from the Wild West podcast, who I loved his art with the beaver and the uh, coonskin <laughs> cap. But yeah. He yeah, had such the coolest art. He's changed it, and his new art is pretty badass. It's kind of like Red Dead esque kind of looking.
0: Okay. But I loved his
1: beaver art so yeah. much. He 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 was tweeting at one point of like, "Hey, what do you think for the new art? A, B, C, or D?" And it wasn't the uh, art that he ultimately went with. It was like some other ideas. And we were all like, "Oh, dude, really? Like the original one is pretty badass. Like that's the one you should stay with." Yeah. But um, the it, new one, the new one is good. It's like it's not a step in the wrong direction with the new one. And I, he wanted to be a little bit more. I don't know what you were like serious or something. You yeah, huh. know, it's not exactly the right word, but
0: well, the beaver lives forever on the banner.
1: That's right. <laughs> He's never getting rid of that beaver.
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> Cause, uh, I can't reprint one. <laughs> the,
0: yeah. That whole department's print. gone.
1: Yeah. The banner printing gravy train has left the station. So, but Hey, I got that one forever. So, yep. That's super nice. And yeah, everyone is talking about this big ass difficulty adjustment that, uh, I don't know. I guess blocks have been coming in quick. So, uh, difficulty adjustment's going to hit tomorrow. As of right now, it's estimated to be going up nine point two seven percent. Everybody was talking ten percent, ten percent, ten percent this morning, and that always cracks me up because then people start talking like, "Oh, now next week the blocks are going to be slower." And with the mempool, here's how it happens with Bitcoin and the blockchain. Okay, if you make an on-chain transaction, a layer one base layer transaction in Bitcoin. You broadcast your transaction to all of the nodes. They hear it. They put it in what's called the mempool. It's a memory pool that holds all of the transactions waiting to be confirmed. And they wait until a mining node solves the uh, problem that all of the miners are trying to solve. Which is basically to generate a random number that, um, when combined with all of the other pieces of the header of a block creates a hash with enough leading zeros in it so that it's smaller than the difficulty target. So it's incredibly hard to do um, for a lot of reasons, but long story short, it's like a random number guesser and you have a range and you're trying to hit this tiny range just with random numbers. And then once one's solved, whatever's in the mempool waiting in a block is grabbed and thrown onto the blockchain. Now, the beauty and genius that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto put into the original blockchain uh, concept and how Bitcoin works was that these blocks are meant to be solved at an average of 10 minutes. So as more miners come onto the network with more hash power and a stronger ability to solve this random number problem, the, their ability to solve it um, gets diminished it becomes more difficult, more difficult, more difficult, as there's more hash power, and this is uh, basically timed and adjusted every two weeks. So Bitcoin will look at how many transactions have come in the past two weeks. Has it been hitting every ten minutes on average? If it's if there's too many blocks mined, then the difficulty goes up. And right now, it's estimated to be going up about nine and a quarter uh 22 blocks away so about 3 hours from now is when this uh adjustment will take place that means that it will just get more difficult to find that random number for all the miners out there so that doesn't really directly translate into waiting longer for a transaction what it does is it brings it closer to the 10 minute average but like if you look right now on mempool.space uh probably the most popular um place to watch the mempool in real time there's five minutes ago there was a block 18 29 33 40 minutes ago 40 minutes ago 43 so they they're happening all the time and it's not every 10 minutes right it's an average over the aggregate of every 10 minutes and so you you're not going to get into a situation next week or tomorrow or later tonight where oh now i've got to wait longer for this block to confirm no You're not going to wait longer. You're always going to be waiting an average of 10 minutes. That's the whole point. That's why there's the difficulty adjustment. So if the adjustment comes up, that means it's going back to that 10 minute average. If the difficulty goes down, you're not going to get a payment in through faster. It's just coming down back to the average of 10 minutes. It's Always going to the average of 10 minutes. So people always like jump up and down and talk about like the implications of the difficulty. And it does like affect you if you're a home miner or if you like running mining stuff but in terms of an aggregate or in terms of like oh i have to send a bitcoin payment there's not going to be a noticeable or discernible difference because of how the thing works anyway like if i hit send on my bitcoin transaction it could solve in 2 minutes it could solve in an hour and a half it's all over the map you know so it just depends in real time, on when somebody actually solves the thing. If somebody does the work, solves the problem, and then proves it to the rest of the notes. That's all. But that's all I have. That's all I have for my shit stain today.
0: Nice. Nice. We did have that weird power outage this week, too. Between last bull and this bull. Remember that?
1: Oh, yeah, I thought was. I was finally
0: going to get a full night of sleep.
1: <laughs> I forgot, man. And
0: then I woke up at, like... Can't
1: blame that on tour
0: three in the morning and was like oh fucking power's out man and it didn't come on till 9 a.m
1: it was funny because we were sitting in a dark-ass bedroom and i was just doofing around uh late night on the phone stuff and then like the fan turned off and i was like oh shit did the power go out because all the lights were already out you know yeah and i had to like i had to like lean up and like look at the digital clock and it was out and i was like oh fuck but other than that, I was like, did just the fan turn off or like, did we lose power? And then it didn't turn on until like. Yeah,
0: you know. like I said, it was around 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And my damn umbral was out for <laughs> that whole time. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. F.
1: Oh, well. No, it came right back on. Yeah. No problem.
0: Well, you know what's not all good though is 33 million people were affected by floods in Pakistan. Last week, they're estimating that the cost of damage is over ten billion U.S. dollars. Um, there's been over a thousand confirmed dead, and just a little math: thirty-three million people is about fifteen percent of the population. Uh, what I thought was funny about all of these articles covering it is the insistence from the planning minister over there that richer countries should give them the money to fix everything because climate change is responsible for the flooding Yeah, and climate change is a first world country's problem and it's affecting them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure China and India are the big drivers. If it, if we're going to blame air pollution and, and CO2 plant food as the uh, big culprit here, then, uh, yeah,
0: I don't know. I was looking at Pakistan's flood history, and around 2010 looked like a pretty bad year, too. You know, it's just something that happens, man. Right. Mother Nature, she's a bitch sometimes. <laughs> uh, there was a
1: Fickle Mistress.
0: Yes. Another article cited melting glaciers, you know, as the cause of the flooding. And they said a third of Pakistan is underwater, which I was like, well, a third is 33%. So it makes sense for the headline. There you go. Yep. NBC may cut 33% of primetime programming to save money. They wow. need that money. Yeah, I didn't know this, but...
1: So what are they going to play during primetime? <laughs>
0: they're like, going to hand it over to sponsors to air whatever the sponsors want.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You've yeah. got to be shitting me. So, uh, like, just infomercials during primetime, essentially? Yeah,
0: you know those, like, feature-length infomercials? Oh, my
1: God. Like... Like, when shitty terrestrial radio plays, like, on a Saturday or a Sunday, like, when nobody's in the studio. Exactly. But primetime.
0: Yes. Wow. They're saying... uh,
1: That is wild.
0: 10 o'clock? 10 p.m. is when they're going to halt? Now, I don't have a uh, time zone on that. But I was like, damn, that's a yeah primetime hour. That's when people are sitting their asses down watching the boob tube. Well... You know, nothing. no decision has been made yet. It's not finalized. Um, but they said scripted dramas are most likely to be impacted. But I thought that... No, we need our it, CSI and CIS and ICICS shows, man. Yeah, all the alphabet soup uh, romanticizations.
1: Yeah, s v u v u s u v s SUVs, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cops with guns. I want to watch Cops with Guns. Mm, no thanks. <laughs> but I don't even watch TV. And they had a stat in this article that said, since 2011, networks have lost just over 80% of their audience. And that's from Spoiler TV's (laughs) statistics. Yeah. Oh, my God. I believe it, though, because they're dying. Yeah. The the boob tube watchers?
1: Over 80%. That is fucking wrecked, dude.
0: Wrecked, yeah. Riggedy wrecked. So, yeah, they mentioned The Tonight Show would have to change its time. Start at ten thirty or eleven instead of eleven thirty. I don't know why that would be affected. Oh, bring them earlier.
1: Yeah, bring that's a cool. Little earlier, that's yeah. fine. I can only help them.
0: Yeah, into the that prime time slot. Hey, nobody wants to watch that late night shit anymore. We'd rather watch, uh you
1: know, Letterman clips on YouTube and like the older shit. You know, yeah, all this fucking woke tar dog shit that they've got on now. Like, it all sucks.
0: Oh, the Dean it's Martin not fucking, roast. It's
1: not fucking funny. Boo, yeah, and then they wonder why they're dying out. Fuck, yeah. rest in pieces, dude. Yeah, Fuck TV em. has
0: lost uh, almost all of its power and influence, I would say, but I don't know. They still, uh, you know, have them on everywhere you go. <laughs> uh, and then maybe you saw this story. Uh, the password manager LastPass, with 33 million accounts, says it was hacked.
1: Oh shit!
0: Two weeks ago. Yeah, they're just telling people right, now. Yo. They were like, well, this takes time to figure out exactly what happened. And uh, they're saying that users don't need to do anything to secure their accounts because they don't believe that any of the passwords were stolen.
1: Source, trust me, bro?
0: Yeah, exactly. That was the source named and framed. Trust me, bro.
1: Trust me, bro. (laughs) Trust me, bro. They didn't get anything important. I love those hacks.
0: Yeah. like, oh, they didn't, nah, you're good. What do I need to do? Uh,
1: nothing. Cool.
0: Yeah, they said it was just, you know, got in through one developer's account, Mm. got compromised, took some source code and proprietary information. Oh, man. So
1: They're going to sell it on the dark web.
0: Yeah. I don't know about um, that. My password manager is my brain, and sometimes it sucks, but (laughs) it's gotten me this far. I'm just going to stick with
1: Mm -hmm. it. We're getting uh, a little bit of love for Bitwarden in the chat.
0: Okay. Alright, I see you.
1: So there you go. And the bowlers no, are very you reliable. You've gotta be using some sort of a password manager, I think. It's uh, it's good practice, but uh something that's free open source that you can run yourself would be the way to go. Not a centralized one.
0: Is that how is that what Bitwarden is? Yes. Nice. Okay.
1: Yes, you can self host it, you can put it on uh, you can put it on a nice little pie or a personal server just like any of the other shit we've oh, been running. Sweet. So.
0: Project.
1: Yeah. People love it. C-Dubs loves it. I will have. Rotten Bin loves it. Circus Media loves it.
0: All very trustworthy bowler sources. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. I also saw, yeah, because, you know, the magic number and the magic narrative tend to go hand in hand. And what do they want to distract us with? Illnesses. So, you know, they got the monkeypox vaccine data that came out. yeah. Dig this. Black people had 33% of the cases. Oh, Jesus. Comma. And got only 10% of the vaccines. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I had to... So
1: monkeypox is even more racist than we had originally thought.
0: That's exactly how I read that. I was like, wow. Holy
1: shit.
0: How dare you call it the black people with 33% of the cases.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's not just men having sex with men now, is it? It's uh it's the black fellas too now.
0: <laughs> people.
1: Oh, black fellas and uh I, uh Ella's.
0: I put the um I put a sick in the headline because they the way they wrote this was black people had thirty three percent of the cases, comma mm-hmm. and got only ten percent of the vaccines. There should not be a comma there.
1: Ten percent of the vaccines and they're what, like s because they sixteen, seventeen percent of the population?
0: Thirteen? I don't so know. The,
1: Thirteen, somewhere in there. So they're underrepresented in vax, overrepresented in cases.
0: Yep, that's the way this reads.
1: Ah man, that's the thing. Like I wish I knew how to react, but like all the fucking numbers are made up, and everything's a manipulative bullshit. It could be made up. Monkeypox could be
0: allegedly. You know, I don't know.
1: Made up or overblown or whatever. Like it's definitely manipulated.
0: All of the above. <laughs> yeah, just a you know. Have something to blame instead of the depression that we're going through.
1: Yeah, no, well, you I mean the to take home message is you got to get stabbed by a fucking medical professional, or else you're a bad person and you're probably gonna die. Like,
0: yeah, well, we're all yeah. going to die, <laughs> but pff, yeah, not from a made up illness.
1: I'll stick to plants, I think. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, in Illinois, 33 counties are at high risk. Is in quotations for COVID nineteen. <coughs> <coughs> oh shit! That's down nine from a week ago, according to the same headline. Oh nice. Yeah, people are still goofing, and not just from hitting the bomb. I know.
1: Brother. I can't there's, believe it. There's people who will never change their lives, though. Like now, they f- will forever be wearing a little piece of trash around oh, their God. ears and mouth, and
0: or on their chin. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, chinny, just chin, down chin. on their neck where it doesn't do anything. This is my favorite one. Like, I could, I can't believe we're still fucking seeing this, dude. Like, it's COVID-19, 19, right? 19. And this is and this 22. Is, <laughs> this is August 30th, 2022. It's fucking, like, the honk that never ends, dude. Mm. Someone stop the honk. Let me off of this honk.
0: It just frustrates me that people s- that wear <laughs> garbage on their face... Still try to convince me to do it or tell me I have to. That's like, I haven't had that experience much throughout the whole thing, you know. But the fucking <laughs> ultrasound really crowned my gears. Oh my god, no, yeah, it's like <laughs>
1: totally.
0: A, well, and we had a uh, we were approached once by an elderly person in a grocery store. You were, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: said something to the effect of like, "You gotta be a role model." <laughs> Put this garbage oh, on it your was face.
1: Like, it was like- 5,000 people got that flu last week. You got to get them girls in the masks and oh. keep them safe. No. And I said, uh, you know how you uh, stay safe and live long and healthy? You mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I heard the last one. I did hear you tell him. He <laughs> didn't
1: have much to say to that. No. It's <laughs> good advice, though. You know? I'm just trying to be helpful. I think that
0: genuinely is. Because,
1: like, me, you're telling me this shit, and I'm, like, a laid-back guy, so whatever. Like, I think you're an idiot, but, like, I'm not going to have some big fucking reaction. But the next guy might be a fucking lunatic. So, you know, why don't you just keep it to yourself, man? You do what you think will uh, help you out. Yeah. And uh, shut the fuck up about the rest of it.
0: Yeah. There were plenty of uh, physical altercations over garbage face things. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) You do your thing, I do mine. Just like it's <laughs> just always like, been, it, you know?
1: The look on his face was that it, like, had totally not occurred to him.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember, yeah.
1: He just, like, did not know what the fuck to say.
0: <laughs> it just bummed me out because I thought he was, like, going to say, wow, you have such good kids. Like, everyone knows that approaches it me out. I was like,
1: because <laughs> he was like, come here, come here. And he was, like, gesturing for me to lean in, you know? And yeah,
0: like, right. Like, you got this mask so on, the but the please get close thing. to my yeah, face. He's like,
1: lean in. And I'm like, mm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just had to fucking hit him with the curveball dude because i'm like nah man
0: hit him with a truth bomb well my final magic number sighting this week is that there were 33 deaths allegedly from the coof in british columbia oh man between last bowl and this bowl Damn. yep so i mean the stories are going down that's only three but it's three more than i'd like to see <laughs> Like. They're
1: dwindling it out, but they're still squeezing that tube of toothpaste, getting these 33 stories out of
0: them. Yeah, exactly.
1: Unbelievable, dude.
0: Let's go behind the curtain.
1: Oh. Oh, man. I've been waiting for that one.
0: Yep. Pull my hair back so don't get stuck and tangled in the beads. Yeah. Oh, good old shoe's been quiet. Quiet week with the Britney Griner story.
1: Oh, man. It's a good old slipper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you know, at least with the appeal, Grittany isn't going to the penile colony.
1: <laughs> They're not going to throw her in the Yeah, I
0: I, do, I think it kind of sounds like uh, everything's a chokey in Russia, but I'm not sure if you're, you know, locked up <laughs> in, in Russia, any capacity. Russia, choky is thrown into you. <laughs> Russia is choky. <laughs> but day after the bowl, Senator Bob Casey from Pennsylvania Sent a letter to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, demanding a wrongfully detained status for Mark Fogel, who of course uh is a teacher from Pennsylvania originally mm. but uh flew over to Russia to teach children from embassy workers uh and had seventeen grams of weed on him with a doctor's note because he had just had back surgery and he has a lot of chronic pain issues the more I read about him. Um, and he got slammed with 14 years at a max security labor camp. Huh. So, so how does that
1: work with the uh, wrongfully detained status? Is that like the fucking mid-aughts old school Facebook status? Where it's like uh, everything starts with is? So they just update it to is wrongfully detained?
0: Yeah. Uh, instead of just your name in a list of Americans trapped in Russia, you get moved to the top of the list with a WD next to it. And then they give your name to a hostage negotiator, and people start actually actively working to get you out.
1: Huh. So you go from like on the list to like being actually getting <laughs> to the work <laughs> to VIP. Oh my yeah. God.
0: Yeah. Every, I don't even know if there is a li- I'm assuming there's a list.
1: Must be a list. Somebody's pulling names off it all the time. Yeah.
0: Well, Mark Fogel, come on. As soon as the Gritney thing happened and they talked about weed, it's like, okay, well, let's look at all the Americans over there for weed.
1: Yeah. I bet they're kicking themselves you know like, shit, we shouldn't have said weed. We should have said something else. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. But I think it would be nice. I think 14 years is kind of ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Like, oh, we have I mean, detained Britney Griner for looking this goofy.
0: Yeah, with a smidge of oil and a basically empty cartridge. An but empty cart, from, man. From, from the sounds, I mean, who knows anything, though, right? Like, Yeah,
1: no, it's kicking you know, off an international I, crisis over an empty cart. Yeah, I'm buying that.
0: Yeah. So, um, Russian lawyers that have been talking to the lawmakers over here say that similar cases, like you got less than an ounce of weed on you, you get like four or five years probation in Russia. That's like the norm. Mm. And so Gritney got the nine years, Mark Fogle with the 14, and he doesn't have the celeb privilege, you know, of like, oh, recognized name that everyone can shout from the rooftops. Just a 61-year-old dude with chronic pain. And uh, I guess that he's had surgery after surgery trying to relieve it. Mm. So in 2021 is when his doctor was like, you know what? Let's stop the opioids. Let's get you on some medical weed. But then he flew to Russia with it. And I mean, you're out of our <laughs> yeah, hands then, you know? Uh, like
1: It's tough
0: to help you from over there. Yeah. Stoners know. And then people who, especially if your introduction to weed is through a doctor... You forget. It's medicine to you at that point, you know? Like, if you've never been involved with the war on drugs in any capacity or, you know, you just do everything by the books and you get prescribed some weed, you get a... I don't know. You just don't know. But it's federally illegal here, too. And I'm sure there's people serving sentences over 14 years for pot, third strike offenses and such. Yeah,
1: third strike bullshit or we don't like you bullshit or, you know...
0: (laughs) Again, it's not about the weed, uh, this Grittany case. We don't know what it's about exactly. um yeah but but they brought the weed into it, and this is what they're gonna get and you know, correct. you shouldn't be behind bars for using a plant.
1: no, it's bullshit. find yeah. a better excuse or tell us what's really going on, or so you know something else, yeah, something else
0: now, Trevor Reed did the rounds talking about his experience in Russian prison this week. I thought, oh, that's interesting, so it kind of. It kept gritty in the background, not really the headlines, but... Um,
1: Still got to keep that pot uh, on warm, right? Yes. Keep it on yeah. a low simmer.
0: Yeah, and he just talked about how shitty it is uh, being locked up abroad. Like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Being locked up anywhere sucks.
1: I think it fucking blows.
0: Even if it's the basement, like, <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Um, and so then, uh, like I said, Senator Casey sent that letter. Will it do anything? Probably not. The next day, the Pittsburgh Tribune wrote an op-ed cheering for Fogel's release and also acknowledging that that letter brought together lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, which, duh, weed's a bipartisan issue. Yeah. Life is a bipartisan issue. (laughs) Right. Come on. Um, Now, Colombia suspended the forced destruction of coca plants. Good, fuck yeah. Yeah. So protect it's the point It's a plants. step in the right direction after all.
3: After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all.
0: But the Minister of Justice over in Colombia But has denied that the government wants to legalize coke. He kind of walked back what the president was saying. Oh, the president <laughs> was
1: probably yacked out of his mind at the time. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, he called at the Washington Post, specifically, for bad reporting and being like, we never said we want to legalize, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear the words come out of the man's mouth myself. But there was like a whole plan, remember, of like, we're going to get Peru on board. We're Mm going to try and just legalize and then approach the UN. That sounds like legalizing to me. He went on to describe decriminalization, so...
1: The Magusta Cocaine Act. It's like,
0: okay, maybe you're not going to use the word legalization. But you don't want to see the coca crops burnt anymore. No. People man. to be shot down from the skies.
1: Yeah, that is heinous.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, let's I'd end this <laughs> bloody violent war. If I heard
1: that I was a president somewhere, I'd be talking shit too, man. Yeah, like, exactly.
0: What the fuck? No, you know what?
1: That's not a crime anymore. How about that? I just, Shoot that down.
0: I don't see. You what Colombia gets out of that deal, you know? Fucked. Like America's like, hey, we're going to send our dudes in. We're going to kill your guys that are trying to move this plant material. We're going to go in there. We're going to burn the crops, you know? (laughs) It's just all bad. Yeah, fuck that. Farmer's livelihoods. I don't know. Uh, Alabama, their medical cannabis commission is accepting license applications on September 1st. And the guy, the head of the commission, had something interesting to say, so I clipped it. Ooh.
1: Commission director John McMillan says regardless of what people are saying or hearing, the cannabis commission has not pre selected or promised license to anyone.
3: I can assure everybody that is not the case at all. We don't even know for sure exactly how we're going to evaluate. The license application so there's certainly been no decisions made as to who's going to get them
0: see it's, there's no way it's rigged
1: yeah trust me bro
0: <laughs> exactly source fucking trust me, bro.
1: reminds me you remember that local commercial we used to live in uh columbia and it was like a siding guy or whatever and he had these like he had some kind of claim and then he, at the very end of the radio commercial he's like you don't believe me just ask me
0: yes <laughs> It's exactly like that.
1: And it's like, huh? You don't believe me. Just ask me. Yep. Whoa, <laughs> oh, well,
0: fuck. Well, I also was alarmed when he's like, we don't even know how we're going to grade these. You know, we don't know how we're yeah. going to evaluate them. I was like, so you have no <laughs> fucking plan. We don't know whose hat we're going
1: to put them in. How are we going to mix them up? How are we going to tell which ones is our friends and which one ain't? So we don't even know how we're going to rig the goddamn <laughs> yeah. thing. How could we rig it if we don't know how we're going to rig it?
0: We are. Uh, pleading, haven't figured that out yet. We're pleading retardation. <laughs> don't blame us. We're just stupid.
1: <laughs> I'm going to need some additional sources. <laughs> yeah. On so, that additional sorcery.
0: Yeah. I don't know. They have a retail cap of 37 locations, so it's not like a lot of opportunity here, you know. hmm But medical, too. First step of the organized cartels... Of legalization, fake legalization,
1: gay legalization.
0: Uh, a story came back into the bowl in Hawaii, where there was a hemp store we talked about on episode one seventy five. Um, this hemp store, Pinky's Empire, was raided, mm-hmm. um, and the Department of Health kind of had a hand in the raids going down. And they were like, "Oh, they got you know dangerous substances." Well, come to find out. Everything they have is legal under the 2018 Farm Bill, you know. They had Delta 8 and Delta 10 products, um, but that's what they came for. Because in February 2022, the Department of Health passed an amendment that banned Delta 8 and Delta 10. Did it get any media coverage? No. Did any of the stores know about it? No. And did they single this one owner? Yeah. So now he's suing the Department of Health. Uh, saying him. that, you know, the federal rules prohibit changing hemp designations, right? And uh, Hawaii rules say there has to be an opportunity to dispute such a change. You know, like the, you can't just roll out a a new law, yeah, with no one knowing about it. How does <sighs> that work? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and when he was first raided, his stores—they had five stores—and they were all raided, um, and. They, You know, he thought they were looking for Delta 9. Right. Which they didn't have or sell. So, anyways, he's got a store open now. Fucking 50
1: state legal strikes again, bro. Yeah,
0: exactly. What can I say? And he's just selling, you know, CBD products with absolutely no trace of (laughs) THC, I guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, Trying to play by these rules while this lawsuit um, works or doesn't. But he has the lawsuit filed, you know? So it's not like he spoke out of turn and said, I'm going to sue them. And and then, you know, you find out, oh, there was a settlement that happened. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. Staying on top of it. Let me see what it looked like. Now here in Missouri, our governor, Mike Parson, is uh, getting a bunch of hate in the media. Uh
2: Uh-oh.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) he has called the recreational ballot initiative a disaster, which, as you can imagine, many people don't like. Um, But what they're slamming him for is this quote, which I couldn't find a recording of him saying this. This is just what's been written in the online papers and all over the place. The quote is, I guarantee you this has been written probably by lawyers, which is absolutely true. Uh, and well, <laughs> joy. And but this is the part. This is the part. And none of us in this state is going to be able to understand 450 pages of what it all means. Oh, and they're yeah. like, no, it's not 450 pages. It's 39. No. <laughs> but, like I said, I couldn't find these words yeah. coming out of his mouth. I didn't find a recording of this. And, and some old yeah, fucking it's country fuck
1: exaggeration, you know. Uh,
0: I also he probably wondered, said
1: it off the cuff of like, what fucking, if, what oh, if, damn! 450 pages done bullshit. I ain't gonna read the whole, what is it, you know?
0: What if he has, yeah, that's how I took it immediately. Yeah. But also, what if he has the
1: hyperbole, they call it in the business.
0: <laughs> what if he has the initiative with all the signatures? on the back too that would make it 450 pages probably <laughs> well, i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta turn in these boxes i don't know
1: if you're gonna ant fuck over the guy was obviously talking on his ass about the number of pages you know
0: yeah he had a another that's a typical <laughs> 39 okay just ridiculous and it is a disaster he's absolutely right and there was a quote um that only one outlet ran with <laughs> a radio station kmox and I liked this. And again, I couldn't get a recording of him saying it. But his quote is, uh, if Missouri is going legal, it should be legal for the everyday person to grow pot in their yard and not just for corporations to get permission to grow it and make money off people. Correct. I was like, holy shit, dude, you got it. Like, you're yeah. totally on the money.
1: Repeal prohibition.
0: Exactly. That's
1: the point. Not enable new niche uh, crony bullshit. That nobody is still allowed to fucking do unless you're a fucking made man.
0: Exactly.
1: It's fucked. Yeah. It's anti-freedom. It's anti-American. Just repeal prohibition. That's the whole fucking point. That's why I got pissed off when I watched my buddy hauled off at fucking scout camp when I was a kid. That's why we fucking fight. To end prohibition.
0: Yeah, not make a new one. Not to
1: get these fucking... Uh, not to get weed behind a class counter at a fucking Apple store. Oh, it's shiny. Ooh, I can squeeze the ball and smell it. This is cool, right?
0: While people sit weed. in
1: fucking jail. This is cool, right? Fuck you.
0: <laughs> well, some interesting new shit has come to light in the show-me state, though. Uh, as you know, the FBI has been poking their nose around uh, since some alarms were raised about you know, pay-to-plays in the medical industry when medical rolled out here. That was, what, 2018? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and when I say pay-to-plays, I just mean, um, unlike the Alabama guy, you know, no one can really say, hey, we didn't promise (laughs) licenses to certain folks. Uh, Or no one has said that here, as far as I know. And the grading is all messed up, you know. So the FBI showed up, started poking its nose around. Well, (laughs) According to the Missouri Independent, they've been interviewing lawmakers about the lobbying efforts against the Cannabis Freedom Act, which was the bill we were very giddy about Mm -hmm. that had no cap, just free market. Right. Free market weed.
1: The bill that was written correctly, how it should be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they've, uh, they've been interviewing some of the lawmakers who are... Most closely associated with the lobbyists against that bill. Hmm. So, I mean, what, you know, I just think it's interesting. And I was intrigued that it was uh, pointed out in this article. Yeah. Well, I can't say much more than that, but
1: there's an obvious rift, you know, and a lot of people don't know what the fuck to do about this piece of shit that's still going to be on the ballot. Like, I don't know what to do. I do. I don't know what to do. I'm very fucking not excited about it. I never signed the piece of shit.
0: No, me neither. And
1: uh, yeah, like what, like I'm, I have yet to hear a convincing argument as to why we should add penalties to the fucking constitution. That yeah. seems like a bad trade deal. That seems like what we get for what we give away is horseshit. And we shouldn't have to give a goddamn thing away. Nothing. Exactly. Away, nothing. away. Nothing should be given away. On this, on this deal. We just repeal prohibition. That's fucking it. Oh, now this is this, and this is enhanced to this, and this will drop to this, and you could have this, but not this. It's too much. I don't know, man. I could beat it till it's fucking alive and dead again, but what's the point? I don't know. I know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is there's going to be a bunch of fucking fights up to it, dude. It's going to be this whole thing. Yeah. And I'm uh, not even interested in participating in that part of it either. No, no. Just like I said, I'm stuck between two big, like, pieces of motion, you know? What the fuck do you do? I don't know. I'm probably not even going to vote at all. Fuck you. Fuck it (laughs) all. Like, it's a circus anyway. Like, you you lost me over the last couple years of even... Why the fuck participate in your rigged bullshit anyway? Yeah. What does it mean? Doesn't fucking matter.
0: Well, you know who's hoping for a rig job? Who's that? Governor Christine Noam in South Dakota. Oh no. Because uh she was at an event last week and she started saying, Yeah, it's my job to oversee the implementation of legalization should the voters choose to approve it in November. Huh? <laughs> this is the same lady that used taxpayer dollars to overturn the will of the voters just yeah. two years ago.
1: Oh yeah, we remember.
0: I mean, <laughs> she initiated a lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court. It overturned recreational legalization, yeah. And then she tried to fuck medical too by convincing the house to pass a bill, you know, mm-hmm. to delay the implementation. And then luckily, the bill died in Senate, so they've got their medical at least. Yeah, but uh, now she's changing her tune. You know, she says, "Well, this reform is uh, written more appropriately towards the Constitution." Oh, she's pivoting. You know, she's why? been
1: properly greased. Yeah, <laughs>
0: reelection. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, that and a taste. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Come on, man.
0: But it's pretty lame.
1: The fucking uh, check arrived, and now it's okay to be over here on this other side. It's
0: fucking gross, man. It's really gross, yeah. I don't know. South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws, their initiative, uh, they took out the only difference between 2020 and 2022s that I could see is that they removed the taxing and regulation part, and they're leaving that up to the legislature, which is like, ooh, risky, but... Um, you know gotta be twenty one plus to buy or possess an ounce. You can home grow up to three plants, an incredibly terribly limited number. They also lay out civil penalties for if you have more than three plants that you're growing and public consumption, all that evil shit, and um, they give employees the right to prohibit their workers from using pot, so yeah, not that into it, <laughs> but yeah. Life is a scam. These are all scams. It's just, I just want my tomato model. Yeah. Just leave That's me the
1: fuck alone. Don't give me anything. Just leave me alone.
0: Or no, repeal prohibition. Exactly. You just erase. You know, THC and stop, marijuana. Just stop from, taking
1: people's money and locking them in little boxes and all this type of bullshit. Making them pee in little cups.
0: Yeah. Because honestly, who cares if all someone's of it. growing weeds in their yard? You know, it's, it's their yard. Ridiculous. Yes. It is ridiculous. Fucking embarrassing it's too. Fucking like,
1: embarrassing. Especially
0: bro. the Missouri shit really grinds me because it's like this is the show me state. We should have had this shit on lock. Like, it's Colorado. Fucking embarrassing. Come on, Colorado leading the, leading the way. No, we were supposed to show you. Oh well.
1: Yeah, well, here we know. are. Still showing them some, I guess. Yeah, my
0: final story for behind the curtain tonight is uh, almost instant karma, but. Really just another tragedy um, in the war on drugs. Two Tennessee law enforcement officers were killed in a helicopter crash this past week. And you know what they were doing in that helicopter? what I do? Looking for pot grows. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they were using infrared technology to identify the plants, I guess, and then they were going to destroy them. But the helicopter hit a power line and crashed into a wooded area. Oof. Near Near uh, Whiteside in Marion County, so.
4: That's a dumb place to keep balls.
0: Yeah, you know, just uh, another soldier lost in this war, too, on the law enforcement side. Rough. But still, you know, it's like, it's just, let's fucking end this, you know? Yeah, you don't got to be so playing dumb.
1: fucking G.I. Joe up in the air all dangerously. You know, you put yourself at risk, you put people around you on the ground at risk and your
0: plan is to destroy lives destroy plants destroy lives
1: burning through taxpayer money to do it all to go play rambo and burn plants down and all this bullshit like so expensive to fly a helicopter man (laughs) i know and then it's expensive to burn people's weed down you know like you're economic slapping your own people yep they yeah. love it, though.
0: You know? That's how they get paid, I guess. <laughs> it's
1: crazy, man. The whole thing is way out of control. Yeah. In to- in terms of time, money, not putting a dent on the whole thing. I don't know. It's just so disappointing.
0: Yeah. It really is. But you know what's not disappointing? No what? The Rev in his metal moments. Ooh, the return of the Rev!
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no disappointment at all there. Uh our friend the rev has procured a new machine a new laptop uh, i haven't heard the details of how or why yet but uh
0: the karma worked
1: i don't even care yeah we just you know <laughs> put the cool. love out and the rev uh, found a laptop you put it out there into the universe and the universe will provide so yeah we're excited to hear uh, what he has in store for us tonight <laughs>
3: In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Over the next five weeks, I'm going to take you all on a spin around my own personal playlist just to give you a taste of what it's like to actually be in the cab of my truck while I'm tooling down the road. Now, the Noron sisters are a pair of devotional Sufi singers and they've got very nice voices, I gotta tell you. And Andre Antunes, a YouTuber from Portugal, decided he wanted to know what it would sound like if one of their songs had the music written by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Occupying the number one spot on my personal playlist, this is What If Red Hot Chili Peppers Were From India.
2: (laughs)
0: Whoa. <laughs> nice. That was epic. Yeah.
1: I could definitely have that uh, chili pep feel to it.
0: Yeah.
1: And the guitar.
0: Yeah, nice one, Rev. Sweet. Good to have you
1: back, my man. Hell yeah. Number one on your playlist. Very cool. Now you got a taste of uh, life on the road with the Rev. You could also uh, follow Rev Cybertrucker, by the way. At Rev Cybertrucker, at no agenda social doc. That's right. It's always asking for opinions and weigh-ins and such. Uh, You can also slap some opinions on into our voicemail. Uh, We talk about a first time I ever topic every week. And uh, all you got to do to participate is call 816-607-3663 or text it in. We're talking this week about the first time I ever reconnected with a lost passion. Maybe you had it, you were into it, and then it just drifted away sometime. Well, we want to hear about it. Uh, this bowler might have shared something with us. Hey, bowlers! Hey. Uh, first
5: time I ever reconnected with a lost passion. Well, I don't know. It's there's uh, that could be interpreted many different ways, but I, I think the biggest passion that I reconnected with, um, certainly and probably maybe the first time I've reconnected with a passion in a long time, it really comes down to a passion for life. Um, you know, prior to the beginning of twenty. 22, when I, you know, committed insurrection on in my own life, yeah, I didn't really have a lot to look forward to, um, you know, thing, especially like the last two years of being stuck home with COVID, um, you know, the, you know, beginning of, beginning of 2020, um, yeah, that really, you know, that shrank my world a lot, and you know, and I was and and, and I was just not. Um, I wasn't happy, right? I mean, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, but then, uh, you're, you know, um, uh, life changes and, uh, you know, now I've, uh, now I'm away from that, which was sucking my will to live. Um, I am with, uh, you know, we, we, know, we know who my partner in crime is currently. Oh yeah. I think we both have the same, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we've reconnected with our passion for life. I do really think. I really think so. Um, there's just, just the simple things of, you know, I don't know, going out for, you know, sometimes going out for a walk, sometimes just, just enjoying the, the beautiful scenery. Um, just, you know, even just going for a drive, just the, the little thing, going for coffee, little things, right. Um, you know, every day with, uh, you know, with, uh, with Phoenix is, uh, is something special. And, uh, you know, it's, it, there's a, yeah, there's, uh, you know, that, and, and yeah, this year, I mean, it's, it's, it took a long time, but I'm still, you know, I'm still fighting through all the the other the other stuff but uh but ultimately yeah uh the first time i reconnected with uh you know with life really yeah this has been this has been a a a huge transformational year i mean i've done a lot of things this year that i had never done before i mean yeah i moved across the country i drove across the country i got to see adam curry i got to see all kinds of great stuff and it's and, and you know i'm looking forward to uh i'm looking forward to the next uh you know the the next day and the day after that because every day um something different love you phoenix and uh
1: yeah in the bowl y'all in the bowl in sir. the bowl hell yeah no that's awesome the transformation cuz i remember i remember when it first started like bubbling to the surface and you're call i mean you've been calling us the whole time you know yeah um and the bowlers now like you know it was the time where like it wasn't even something you were down talking about you weren't down with it but you were you know kind of letting on that there was some kind of uh i don't know elephant in the voicemails or something <laughs> you know looming on the horizon only something dark was approaching but uh and you weathered the storm and you come out with it and then yep. on the other side and so much better and stronger for it i think that's right can't wait to uh sit down and talk with one boy and phoenix about it on thursday it'll be good definitely. Be a good time. Man, what about you? You uh you ever come back to a lost passion? Was the first time.
0: I don't know. I guess I'd say uh recently. Yeah? Yeah. Singing.
1: Ooh. I-
0: <laughs> and I haven't really like reconnected with it. Yeah. No, I- that's
1: funny but- because I haven't said anything <laughs> to you, but I have noticed when you're like just in the next room, you'll be like singing a lot more often lately. Yeah, finally. And I wanted to ask you what's up with it, but I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't ask. Maybe she should stop or something. I don't know.
0: Well, okay. Like, I did one thing. One thing, right? I, I sang the, uh, the Pokemon Booster Groom. Oh, right. Brace yeah. And- <laughs> you were fucking killing it on and that. Then, and then he produced it to a little uh, little ISO that was cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, like, it just clicked back, man. It's coming back. Shit. So, he like, got the musical juices flowing. And, of course, I've been singing with the kids and stuff. You know, sure. Gotta teach them the basics. Yeah. Yeah, all the lullabies do, and stuff.
1: let's do some stuff. But
0: yeah, we got to.
1: Yeah, let's, let's do some stuff.
0: Yeah, I just... Uh...
1: I just have to be better at organizing the time and the oh, calendar. Yeah.
0: Time management, man. That's a bitch.
1: It's like, <laughs> I just need somebody to teach me a good method. Because I've had some methods and they've all faded. You, you know? have to
0: discover your own, I think.
1: I think so. I think that's part of it.
0: But I'm starting to... But
1: I like to hear ideas too, you know, because like, uh, I don't know. The diet thing never works until it does. The exercise thing never works until it does. And I think the time yeah. management thing never works until it does. Until you're like, you know. So I'm interested in all kinds of different things.
0: Yeah. And the singing thing.
1: I mean, I didn't have any disciplinary diet going on at all.
0: Oh, now look at you.
1: Until it's just, well, fucking.
0: You hit your breaking just point. Just stop.
1: Yeah. And then you're like, well, what can I do? Well, stop eating bread and sugar and like just give a shit about it. You know. Yeah. And I care about doing that.
0: Yeah. I just. That's my thing too. I'm so, okay, everyone. I'm slow. I'm not really like fully reconnected with it, but I don't have any songs or albums to be released yet. But, well, that's cool, man. Though. Like, that's great. News. You know how I am. I always look back on when I was in a band, and yeah. it's like man, that's a piece of me that's been dead for too long.
1: Oh, C Dub says eat more steak in the uh, chat. I just last the last past week I oh. had a fucking t bone that was just yeah. killer. I do not get t-bones often, but they had a deal on it. And oh my god, it was so good! Yep, that is the absolute Chad steak, man. <laughs> the steak of all steaks is a fucking t-bone. It's the two best steaks you can get: a KC strip and a fillet, but on, together. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh. so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that steak was what dreams are made of.
1: No doubt, man. No doubt. Well, I have a guess that dreams are actually made of this next caller
3: oh boy uh short time listener long time caller uh, oh yeah (laughs) christian battles here uh you are listening to bowl after bowl with sir spencer and dame de oh yeah oh yeah did i mention it's tuesday uh
1: i love tuesday
3: Yes the like something that I had a passion for, I guess, and like reconnected with. Uh the first thing the first thing that came to my mind when I read this was uh like just uh reconnecting with a wife 'cause uh you know we, we were uh pre dating and then we dated for a couple few years then we got married and uh I don't know if it makes much difference but we didn't actually uh get together uh coitus wise. And like, we didn't live together before until we were married. So like, there was just like that stuff, you know, and then got married and then just life sort of stuff, you know, wow. How or, uh, you know, sharing the same place and bills and just all those sorts of things. We got, we just got married a couple, a few years ago. So, uh, yeah, something that, something that at least I've noticed and, uh, she's pointed out and I've pointed out too was just, uh, you know, I guess just little things like, you know, like making out, where it's like, oh, that was a bigger deal, you know, not just like pre coitus sort of thing, but,
2: uh,
3: yeah. you know, just, just code kind of deal and just those little things like we went to, uh, we went camping the other weekend and, you know, just little things like holding each other's hand while we drive in or hand on the knee kind of thing or, uh, just, just those little, those little deal, those little things that seemed like a, there were a bigger deal, uh, pre-marriage kind of deal, uh-huh. or you know, like we're like, ooh, you know, ooh, she's touching me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, noticing those things and uh, just uh, just going back to those and uh, making sure that you're still uh, wooing that person, you know, wooing the significant other. And uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind, uh, and we'll call that that. So, all right,
1: love you guys. Love you, Christopher Battles. Uh
3: yep, stay dangerous and
1: dangerous. Ka-ka!
3: Ka-ka! Oh,
1: dangerous as fuck. Oh, Christopher Battles, that was the sweetest voicemail I've ever heard in my entire life, man.
0: Yeah, that is so sweet.
1: I love that,
0: and that reconnection is so important definitely just keeping that for
1: connection. sure you know you and take it really shit,
0: does come down to little things you take shit for <laughs>
1: granted you know and you're like been hanging out and just in the same room sleeping in the same bed time after time a long time you know goes by and then just like it's almost like the the two become one for real and like it's your me and your other me you know and you know how you <laughs> fucking like you get sloppy with yourself too and your fucking yeah. room and you're just like eh. I need a fucking shower today. I can put on a hat. (laughs) You just fucking put shit off. And you're like, eh, fuck it. You know, it's cool. It's fine. And you're like doing that with both of you, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like you don't take care of yourself or one another. And then you just start doing the little stuff, little touches, little. You're like, oh, wow. I remember this shit, you know? I remember back when this was like craziness. Sparks flying. Also, uh, there was a great get in the uh, transcript here somewhere. It was like, uh, oh, ruin the significant.
0: (laughs) Ruin the significant, (laughs) jeez. Ruin the
1: significant. Uh, No, I think it's fucking...
0: Yeah, I love that. You have to keep that, like, the sparks, too, next to the flame. The flame's always burning, but... Exactly. It's like the fireworks and the the butterflies in your stomach. When you can get the butterflies back, like, when he said the hand on the knee when driving, that really touched me, because that's, like, that's a big woo point for me. (laughs) (laughs) i was like yes very important
1: very important i love that no it's fantastic that touched me yeah christopher battles see the the i, I predicted it
0: what dreams are made of what
1: dreams are made of christopher, christopher battles. battles i was all <laughs> i could do to not step step on the shit at the beginning because it was so fucking perfect
0: yes yeah those are great stingers
1: remind me also i should probably just like comb through voicemail and put some Clip stuff things. together, you know?
0: Yeah, there's great content in the voicemails.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Write it on our, the to-do list. All of our
1: favorite bowlers are in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've, I've lost passion reignited for me. I've had probably a few, but uh, I was trying to think of a first-time thing, and I think it's hard.
0: Oh, you know what? That totally fucked me. I <laughs> didn't.
1: I think it's really hard to like pick the first time because, like, uh-uh. a revisited passion. Like, I can remember the ones that I'm revisiting now, you know? Yeah. But then I've gone through some. And, like, I think the first one, I think maybe w- with the kids and the round of kids, it was like re sparking stuff from like my childhood and what I'd uh-huh. want to like teach them, you know? Yeah. And the first one that really hit me was doing magic and like little just hand tricks and sleight of hand and doing magic for the kids, you know? Yeah. And it's different now because on this side of it, when they're like, dad, do magic, it's like you got to f- like look around and be like, well, what could I do magic with? Like, just right around here, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you always make it happen.
1: I try to do something. Yeah, because, like, really what it's mean like, do magic is like, oh, hey, be real sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do something <laughs> sneaky that I don't know how it happened. Like, that's all fucking street magic and all that, you know, parlor magic is. Just sneaky shit where you're like, what did he do? Where did it go? How did it, what, what is that? So, yeah. What I'm trying to say is it's easy to do for kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to have to keep up in your game uh, as they get older. Well, I want to teach
1: them some <laughs> shit, too, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. We already have some uh, Christmas presents picked out
1: should magical do, variety. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to do a bunch of different stuff, but I had this one that was my favorite. It was like my fucking dealio where you'd it was it was like a series of stuff where you'd f- do a do a force deal of a card which is a common component in a lot of card tricks and then you'd uh eventually end up throwing them a bowl of fruit and then you'd like force them to pick the orange that you want them to pick out of the bowl and then you cut it open there's their fucking card and nice. then you Find like, oh shit, the card's missing a corner. And then, like, oh, there's the, you know, like this whole rigmarole of like shit that goes down that just keeps on <laughs> just like <laughs> crescendoing. Like, there's a hit, there's a payoff, there's a payoff, there's a payoff. It was like, I loved it.
0: Wow. And a whole routine. Yeah.
1: I had a whole thing I would do, like a family.
0: How old were you?
1: Oh, probably between nine and 12 is okay. when I was like super into magic.
0: Still adorable. Yeah. Too.
1: <laughs> yeah that's
0: that, the thing yeah when kids do it it's like oh my goodness yeah
1: <laughs> you're just I know. so that's cute why, too like, like the kids are like because oh. it's like that's the tough part too is if you totally fool somebody you know it's harder to do an adult because they're like ready they're watching you yeah they've been like screwed over so many times they're more <laughs> jaded they've been in the world you know they're like ah oh, i fucking know what you're doing well the kids you're just like they're like where'd it go
0: Magic. yeah <laughs> Fantastic. Good shit.
1: Good shit. Good shit. This next color always got good shit. Well. Well, well, well. If it
4: isn't the bowl. Oh, there's <laughs> fancy meeting you here. In the bowl? It's weird. I, um, it's pretty weird. First time I, uh, what was it? You know, I should always double check where it caught to
1: the Passion, passion berry, passion fruit. We connect with uh, passion. Yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) It's a tough one too, man. It It is a tough one, right? C-dub's got all deep on us.
4: Things I'm really passionate about, I never... It seems that way anyway for now, that I never just uh, lose the passion.
1: Yeah, just keep kindling.
4: I still play guitar. I still do music. I still do podcasting. I... uh, I uh, still call in the boat left to
2: There you go. So, you know, I keep the passions.
4: Yeah. I guess really, the first time I ever reconnected with a passion, though, uh, I got so fucked up at this party that I forgot that I had already gotten high. (laughs) I got high again. Nice. (laughs) That happened... Sometime later too, I got so fucking high. I forgot that I had gotten high, so I got high. <laughs> I think that counts.
1: I fucking hey, that counts. Um just counted it.
4: Yeah. Unless well, it's like old passionate flames. Um that's happened, I guess the first time that was like uh with a girlfriend from high school. And the reconnection was so fucking terrible. Oh. <laughs> first time I ever did this. Uh, instead of being faced with the fact that I might have to hook up with her again, you know, after the reconnection, mm. I just told her I was gay. I was like, no, I what? Just had a revelation. Your pussy. Your pussy made me realize I'm fucking gay. I doos <laughs> And uh, I was out. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Savage.
4: Hope you guys are doing great. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking love your show. Oh. Fucking love it. Fucking love you, Fletcher. Fucking boost with that sound mic.
0: Mm, mm, mm. And the scoop. We're passionate, dude.
1: Yeah. Full of the passion, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, If nobody... uh, has done the Hog Story experience over at HogStory.net. So I don't know what the fuck you're on. You gotta go over there and check it out.
0: Yeah, a smoker's off to the side.
1: That's right. Not a joke. Um, in fact.
0: Is that Try a fact? A taste.
1: Guaranteed to blow your mouth's mind.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you were taking a minute. So.
1: <laughs> I know. There was this minute, and then I was like, fine, and I'm like, yeah.
0: And then I spoke, and then I stepped on your clips. So. DS
1: will get rid of it later, and, yeah. Uh, who knows.
0: See, yeah, I broke my own rule.
1: Broken your own rule. Well, you know, when you've broken all the rules, there's only th- one thing left to say. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling.
0: Well, usually we try pick a first time ever for next week before we go bowling, well, but... you can maybe. pick one while we're walking okay. to the
1: alley, yeah. you know? I mean, I got my list somewhere in my pocket yeah. here. I, gotta I got to find
0: the powder it. ball, too, and right. my, put my bowling shoes on.
1: Shoes are in the trunk as always, but uh, let's see. We had uh, first time I ever fucked my roommate, went to the DMV, moved out of hometown, played Magic to Gatwing.
0: First time I ever got a -a boostagram was suggested in the chat by C-Dubs.
1: First time I ever got a -a boostagram. That's going to be added to the list here. What do you think? Anything jump out at you? Oh, I can cross off Lost Passion. That's what I love is that uh, at this segment is always when I cross off the last one.
0: Yeah. It's good Shit. keep you on track. This
1: fucking pen sucks. I need this one.
0: Oh, I'm glad I handed you that one before Why do people
1: show? make some pens that suck? Don't waste your time on the Papermate Gel 0. 0.7. Sucks. <laughs> don't do it. You heard it. Just don't. Just trying to save you some time.
0: Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. And then...
1: <laughs> Fuck my roommate with my toe. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Uh, okay, well, first I time I ever fucked my roommate Will be the yeah, next topic go. for the next week <laughs> And uh You can weigh in at 816 607 Uh And now oh, we, can't we can go not wait
0: to hear about that Yeah
1: we can go bowling ah, fuck it, dude.
0: Let's yeah. go bowling Well New Yorkers under the age of 21 Can no longer buy whipped cream Oh no Yeah
1: Um. Sorry I had to whip it before I <laughs>
0: Whippet food.
1: I had to whip it before I slipped it.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, you know why.
1: Yeah, because it's cruelty, right?
0: Because you can get high.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: Whipped cream. Because it's of nitrous. whippets. Yeah. They banned the
1: whipped cream because of the can.
0: Funky? Yeah, like you can't buy a can of whipped cream unless <sighs> you're 21 you... in the state of New York because whippets.
1: Recalcitrant boomer.
0: Exactly. Now, this law passed last fall. And
1: are they going to ban gas because you can fucking huff it? Or are they going to ban You have to, uh,
0: 21 plus? I'm sure someday <laughs> 21
1: plus you're going to put 21 to pump gas. Cause uh, it can make you high if you don't uh, use it properly.
0: Yeah. And if you're 21, you're you know, totally responsible and going to use everything properly just as it was intended by the manufacturer. Uh, well, anyways, yeah. So if you uh, are a shop and you sell <laughs> a can of whipped cream to someone under 21, which isn't even a minor, you know, like, 18, you're an adult. I, this 21 number is so gross to me. Uh, you will be charged $250 to $500 in fines. And uh, I was just wondering, like, why are they coming after the Whippets so hard? You know? Like, w- w- what happened? Why? What triggered them yeah, to make the this deal? ban, this law against Whippets? Uh, so I decided to look up how many people have died from Whippets. <laughs> and you know the number that I got?
1: <laughs> Was it, uh...
0: 69! <laughs> not quite, not quite. It was 56, but that's between the years of 2001 and 2020. Oh my god, what a fucking epidemic. 56, yeah. And, and that's what kills me, is in all these articles, they end it... It's almost
1: three a year, bro.
0: They end them with overdose statistics, as if there's any correlation between doing whippets and shooting up <laughs> you know or popping a bunch of pills this? and mixing it with alcohol
1: how old do you gotta be to buy a fucking can oh, of duster? air duster this was 99 cents on my uh
0: <laughs> on that third trip to micro yeah center. my micro center
1: spree I got a little bit of duster
0: 21 the mustache told them you're over 21 so they card you I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's Missouri come on <laughs> yeah
1: it's you get what all. you need and show me state.
0: Yeah, that's right. We'll show you a good time.
1: Get you what you need.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was kinda that was such a gross story to me. Yeah. Oh well. I don't live in New York. Right. Gotta.
1: For a variety of reasons, I guess.
0: <sighs> yeah. But it's just whipped cream, man. You oh, poor bastards. I, you gotta fight back. You gotta you can't take this shit anymore, in New York. Come on. I know. <sighs> someone's gotta give someone's gotta stand up. Uh, A New Jersey man was just sentenced uh, for ring fraud, pretending to be Tom Brady selling Super Bowl rings. (laughs) Yeah, he got three three years in federal prison. 25-year-old.
1: Like, how many times could Tom Brady sell his ring?
0: Well, here's the thing, the ring thing. (laughs) If you uh, are in the club, then whatever you can order a smaller version of the championship rings, the Super Bowl championship rings for friends and family. They're friend and family rings. Okay. Okay, but I think you would have to be a player, you know, or someone affiliated with the team to order it. Um and what happened is this 25-year-old hooked up with an ex-Patriots player who had left the team and was selling his 2016 championship ring. Then the kid was like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it and wrote him a bad check for $63,000. But through the exchange, Oof. dude gave him the company info about who makes the rings.
1: Uh. So then
0: the 25-year-old went ahead, called the company, pretending to be Tom Brady, and ordered,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and ordered three family and friend rings with Brady engraved on them. Claiming that they were gifts for his uh, kiddos, I guess.
1: Oh, shit. And
0: then he met up with a broker in Orange County who was going to buy the rings off of him for like $81,000 each. Yeah. Um. Something spooked him. He tried to back out. Um. Oh, yeah. The kids told him, well, yeah, these were going to be gifts for uh, Tom Brady's nephews. And the broker was like, I don't think Tom Brady has nephews. I'm a fact-check unsure. Come
1: on, at least do some Wikipedia before you launch your scheme.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta wiki that scheme. Yeah, come on, man. So, kid turns around, he's like, alright, whatever, you're out. Um, sells the rings to an auction house for $100,000. Oh, my and God. And then the auction house... Sold one at auction in 2018 for
1: $337,000. Ooh, son.
0: Yeah. But this kid uh, had to plead guilty to one count mail fraud, three counts wire fraud, one count aggravated identity theft for posing as the former Patriots player, falsely telling the broker the family rings were Brady's, and defrauding him in connection with three wire transfers for the deposit because he took a deposit uh he also (laughs) owes that unnamed player sixty three thousand dollars in restitution oh my god yeah
1: hi it's me tom brady
0: (laughs) i know (laughs) just like how do we know it's you
1: uh uh green 22 green
0: 22 the other thing too is like for the right amount of money i'm sure you could just be like can i get me one of those rings
1: I mean... Yeah,
0: I heard you're a manufacturer. <laughs> Get Justin's on the phone, Jostens. Hey, I'm
1: going to auction off my high school ring.
0: <laughs> it's
1: a fucking original with the bulldog on it. It says Spencer. <laughs> got like a swimmer guy on it.
0: No, no. And, Put it on uh, a BTC page. And the drums over.
1: on the other side. It's got a drum set. Yeah. There's <laughs> a swimming drummer. That wow. Was my, that was my identity.
0: Better than mine, I lost my class ring and I loved it so it oh, really? was a bummer yeah i had the scales on one side the scales of justice oh okay. for being a libra right and then on the other side i had a rose my okay. maiden name and then i had a blue sapphire heart mm-hmm. and i loved it so much and i don't know whatever happened to it uh oh well <laughs> that's the thing about jewelry yeah yeah comes it goes flies off your finger yeah and what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i'm not gonna pretend to be tom brady that's for sure
1: call up Justin's.
0: <laughs> <They're> like,
1: <laughs> hello, it's me, the real Laurie and Rose. I'll, I'll, I'm going to order like five of your class rings. Like, baby.
0: Look up my order. <laughs>
1: this is uh, a La- Laureen Rose.
0: I think it's Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Alabama deputy found a goat munching on his paperwork after he left his car door open.
1: That's that goat karma <laughs> kicking in.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> finally paying
1: off. Holy shit.
0: Uh... Dude says he usually leaves his car door open in case he has to quickly escape from a dog attacking him. Oh, okay. I guess that happens all the time. This is why we carry. This is why we have dogs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Postman, policeman, <laughs> <laughs> county inspector. Who's coming?
1: <laughs> Somebody's coming, okay.
0: Oh no, good thing I left my doors open. Uh, they got killer dogs. Anyways, he was delivering some civil papers to an address. Turned around and found this goat in his car eating the rest of his paperwork. Whoops! Hope you didn't need that. And there was a second goat hopping around on the roof of the car and the hood. Whoa! So, yeah, done. Got goat.
1: I love when boosts come in the bowling segment because uh,
0: it fits right in. Adds flavor and spice. Yeah, or on yeah, the lane. That
1: was uh Tom Brady boosting us, by the way.
0: Oh whoa.
1: Yeah, Tom Brady is now on CurioCaster. Uh and he just boosted us 3333. Thank you, Tom.
0: Oh yeah, thanks, Tom. Uh, he
1: says Psst, got some Roths. <laughs> uh I will take four Roths. Uh you can hit me in the back chat, Tom Brady. Yeah. We can uh, make some arrangements. Hell yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it.
0: <clears throat> uh This guy probably won't make any arrangements. California man pled guilty to smuggling 1,700 animals into the U.S. And we previously discussed him on Bull After Bull episode 145. I knew because I saw the picture and was like, surely that isn't just a stock photo. It was all these snakes in bags. Do you remember the guy that tried to... Crossed the border with like 60 snakes in bags under his clothes. He had like 60 reptiles. It wasn't all just snakes, that's just what was in the picture. He bagged them up in plastic bags, put them in his clothes, and tried to come across the border from Mexico to resell them here. Bold news. Sad story uh, is that um, (laughs) not all of those reptiles made it, you know? Mm. As one might imagine. Suffocating in a plastic bag. Oh. You gotta
1: put the perfect pinhole-sized holes in there so that the air gets out, but the pee stays in. That's the fucking. Come on, man.
0: I mean, come on.
1: I mean, come on. Now, amateur the, hour. The
0: casualties weren't terrible. It was three of the bagged reptiles that passed away. Oh. Um. But but still, come on. Um. I thought it was interesting in the previous reporting on this, they said he had 52 reptiles in bags, and now in this article today, same source, associated press, they're saying 60 Ah, were hidden in his clothing.
1: Must have found some more. I found a few. (laughs) Some more like crawling out while they think they found them all.
0: Yeah. So I guess he had this uh, scheme going on since 2016 until he got caught this past February where... He was arranging animal sales, like exotic animal sales, on social media Mm. and moving mostly reptiles from Mexico and Hong Kong. Uh, box turtles, Mm. a variety of box turtles, baby crocodiles, bearded lizards, that seemed to be his big sellers, the top three. So he also had some accomplices he was working with who he would pay to drive across the border and, uh... Ship these animals out from El Paso to his California house. Where he'd then have clients come pick them up. But I guess uh it looks like in this past year he made like three dozen trips to Mexico. Nice. So, yeah, I guess he profited about $739,000
1: Good God. off these reptiles. That's easy yeah. money.
0: Yeah. So between...
1: Not getting that lizard money, man.
0: <laughs> between that... Last bull that we talked about him and now, uh, he was out on bond and tried to run away to Tijuana. (laughs) And uh, you know how that ended. Immediately returned. (laughs) Captured and returned.
1: (laughs) Uh, You can't go north to south across that border.
0: (laughs) No. So he's facing up to 20 years in federal prison for each smuggling count. And his sentencing is scheduled for December 1st.
1: All I knew was the lizard way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man's got to do what a man's got to do, I guess. And sometimes C-Dubs it means... points
1: out that uh, if you keep them cold, they don't need much hair, But that probably makes sense. He's smuggling them on his person. Well,
0: I don't think that would be cold, though, on your person in a plastic bag. Exactly. It would be very hot.
1: Exactly. You want it cold so they don't die.
0: For future smugglers mm. to take note.
1: 'Cause uh yeah, they're cold blooded animals. Well their temperature lowers and they just other metabolism slows down, you know. They don't need as much air, they don't need as much food, they don't need as much anything.
0: Yeah. I'm starting to have an affinity for reptiles. Oh? Yeah, it's kinda weird. Uh oh. You're
1: not going to the lizard
0: side, Ami, are you? No. If I was going to the lizard side, I would have an affinity for bugs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Word. Bearded dragons are cool. And so are uh
0: well, like even like ball the pythons. ball pythons. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like well-socialized snicks. I'm like, okay, maybe I can handle you. <laughs> but anyways, a Florida woman, just back in the news, tried oh, to dance out of her sobriety test.
1: Oh. As one does. Yeah. Now are we talking like dancing or are we talking about, like dancing?
0: We're talking like serious ballet and Ooh. an Irish jig combined. Into one Florida woman recital. Bell Irish. Bell Irish. Yes. I'm into <laughs> it, man. It's uh, it's gotten hard to watch, you know, because uh, she rear ended someone. Oh, no. You know, and then Bad clearly start. intoxicated. Uh, and so this female cop is like, <laughs> they're in a parking <laughs> lot and there's the straight lines that you park between. Sure. So she's like, walk along this line. <laughs> And it proves very difficult. So Florida woman just pirouettes out of it, does a little jig, but but her dance isn't even on the line. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she's all over the place. She goes complete swan lake on their asses. And so this goes on for eight minutes. And finally, she's just like, if you're going to arrest me, then arrest me. Because she wouldn't give them a breath test. You know, she refused the breath test. Smart. Um, And... <laughs> She said, like she couldn't listen to the cop. She was like, yeah, "I couldn't follow your directions." The cop's like, "Well, why weren't you listening to me?" She's like, "Cause you sound like my fucking ballet coach." <laughs> I was like, "Oh boy." So fucked up to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was fucked up. Lavish, she was. Uh but yeah, I guess she had been previously arrested for refusing a breathalyzer in 2019. So, oh, uh,
1: rough. Yeah, she. Sounds like a girl who knows how to get her drink on but
0: But then doesn't, doesn't know, know how, how to how get to, home safe. Doesn't
1: know how to keep her drink up
0: Yeah you know what I'm
1: saying.
0: Yeah Well a teen In New York City lost his arm Subway surfing
1: Oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. It's not funny It seems not, not worth fun. it It's totally yeah. not worth I don't know I was like, kind of like that kind of sounds fun yeah, you're riding on the top of the subway train. Problem isn't you fall off and you're under the train and you get hit. And for him, like his arm got totally taken off. Fuck. Yeah. Fifteen years old, too. When I say teen, like mid-teen, like <laughs> young teen. Uh yeah. So um the train moved and he got up, you know, adrenaline rush, and people pulled him off the tracks, but he had no arm. And uh, they got him to the hospital, and they were able to get his arm to the hospital, too. They found it at the next stop.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> picture, picture of this. You're standing on the the waiting pad or whatever you call it between the two you know, subway trains. Just waiting for your train. Train pulls out going in the direction that you're not. You look down onto the tracks and there's a motherfucking arm laying there.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: <sighs> That's yeah. terrifying. Like, that, that, uh, I don't know. Being that person to be like, hey, I got an arm here, like, that seems like worse than losing the arm. Yeah, because yeah. at least you know what's going on. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm under the train. I'm probably going to die. Oh, my God, I'm alive, <laughs> but I can't feel anything on this side finding an arm is like <laughs> probably never going down into the subway again if i nah. found an arm laying there no nah. yeah yeah, that's yeah and it could hardcore. be twitching around or something right like I muscles and shit know, i don't bro.
1: know i don't know if the arm is twitching around <laughs> not quite it traveled October quite yet.
0: away from one stop to another <laughs> <So> <laughs> it hitched a ride <laughs>
1: Uh, would you really bring it straight to the hospital Or would you at least have to like slap somebody With it first You gotta Or like someone. tap them on the back of the <laughs> shoulder with it And then when they turn around just wave with it
0: <laughs> 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 Come on <laughs> Oh damn it oh, Your ass C-dub says in the chat I could really use a hand then boom an arm <laughs> In the face <laughs> right. uh, Then when they give
1: you that look on your face Just kind of like awkwardly scratch the back of your head With it like <laughs>
0: A new back scratcher too (laughs) Just dangle the fingers down
1: That could get really great
0: Okay anyway I guess a lot of And when I say a lot uh, Probably more people Have gotten injured or died subway surfing In the past two years Than have died from whippets
1: Oh yeah definitely It looked
0: like there was about 50 plus injuries uh, Within the past year alone So but What can you do about that You know You know I bet subway surfing's already prohibited, but, oh, look at them go. And they're gonna... <laughs> they're gonna squirt whipped cream in their mouth, too, when they get home. Oh, uh, this... This story. Um, a woman died, and two people were taken to the hospital after residents were served dishwashing liquid at a California senior living facility. And this is why... You call nursing homes dumping grounds.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: The story goes that it was mistakenly served as drinking juice. And that is such a bullshit fucking cop-out excuse. I'm sorry. Can you read? You put (laughs) dishwashing liquid into a glass and fed it to an old person. That sounds like murder to me, but what do I know? I'm not the, you know, justice department or whatever. (laughs) I'm not the cops investigating this. Yeah. So this family got a call from the staff at this senior living facility who said, hey, uh, we just wanted to let you know your 93-year-old mom ingested an alkaline cleaning solution that eats protein. That's how they described it. They were like, she ate this alkaline cleaning solution that eats protein. Okay. The fuck does that mean? Um, we had to call an ambulance, so she's at the hospital.
1: Like Drano,
0: the, isn't that what it sounds like? But they're
1: that eats protein.
0: They're calling it a dishwashing liquid. Hmm. Aside from that, direct description from the family of what they were told. Uh so she gets to the hospital with severe blistering of her mouth, throat, and esophagus, and the doctors there say, "Hey, there's nothing we can do to treat the blistering." Um, now. They were told also, the family, that, you know, she's she has dementia. She ate it on her own. You know, she didn't know what she was doing. She just ate this stuff. But the family knew that was a lie because she couldn't feed herself. This was a resident who someone had to hold a cup to her mouth to get her to drink. Oh, man. Yeah. So, it's fucked up. That is fucked fucked up. And the worst part is, like I said, she died... But there's two other residents that were taken to the hospital for the same thing. Oh, Jesus. So these fuckers, like, did it three times. And you know that someone's paying good money for them to stay there. Yeah. That's what makes me the sickest. It's like, Jesus, you pay. Those places will just rape you up the ass for (laughs) cost of living. And you can't even trust your family members there, obviously. Bring back generational housing, you know? You gotta take care of your own. But uh they've suspended some employees and the cops are investigating. So yeah. RIP. It's a fucked up way to go. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Another New York New York City coming uh through in the lanes. A woman fell through her bathroom floor in New York City and landed in the basement. Oh, Jesus. But what's weird is yeah, she was a first floor tenant. <laughs> Yeah, 28-year-old, renting an apartment in the Bronx, suffered minor injuries. She's okay. Uh, I guess there was a four-foot-by-two-foot section directly in front of her shower and toilet that just collapsed because it hadn't been maintained properly. Oops. So, a violation has been issued to the landlord. The building owner now has to hire a professional engineer to conduct an inspection of the whole building and file a report on the structural stability of it. Obviously. And uh, there was a partial vacate order issued. So, who knows how many people got impacted by that. Crazy. Uh, a python is on the loose in Duquesne, Pennsylvania after getting away from its owner while on a walk. Oh, walking the python, all right. Now, in...
1: Very progressive.
0: This is where I could feel my, like, I could feel it, the change, the like, oh, reptiles are kind of cool going on within me, because they are just treating this owner so disrespectfully. The media, mm-hmm. shame on you. Like, that was exactly what I thought, too, was, why are you walking a snake? Like, I'm picturing a snake on a leash. Right. You know, slithering down the road, and it's like, oh, funny, funny, ha-ha. Huh. No, this is just a guy who wears his snake yeah
1: oh where's a
0: snake out that's pretty normal and fine and dandy and cool a well socialized snake and it's just this pretty white python with blue eyes i was like okay i'm like into this i was like this is a cool looking snake man named gene simmons okay you gotta get gene simmons back yeah the neighbors said oh yeah like He's taking his snake over here all the time. I'm like <laughs> it's a friendly snake, you know. It's not like aggressive at all. It's yeah. just a snake you can hang around your shoulders and it'll just hang out. Yeah, the best kind of snake. It's used to being handled. Uh The media is going around telling people there's this big snake on loose. It's like seven feet long. It's gonna he, eat you. You gotta call nine one one if you see it because it's a python. Fuck you. And um yeah. It, 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 they said it, at most it's four feet long which is a big fucking snake i don't you know what i mean like, yes yes about my size
1: <laughs> big ass snake
0: but um what happened was this guy was out and about and he collapsed oh. he had a medical situation and the snake you know obviously got off his shoulders and slithered away yeah. like i want to know is he okay it
1: was like finally my escape
0: he could have hung out for a while and he could have not gotten any help for a long time and it was just like hey is that a mouse I see over there you know what I mean Like, I want to know what happened why did he collapse is he okay a question that has not been answered anywhere uh You know, like, just, can we, like, take care of the human side here first? Like, I read that he collapsed. I'm like, well, this isn't just a snake slithering away on a walk, like, making an escape. This is a guy that had an incident, and he needs help finding his pet.
1: He was just out for an evening heart attack, When
0: I know. (laughs) So, yeah, and then then the articles all go on to have, you know, daycare center workers who are like, I'm scared for my life. I won't let the kids go outside for Uh, recess. People just.
1: Go bagok, bagok, bagok over anything, dude. It's crazy.
0: But the media just eats it up. Yeah, of course. They just want
1: to stoke that fire. Big,
0: scary snake. Oh my God. You don't know. You leave the house. It's going to be dangerous. Yeah, snake man bad. (laughs) That is terrible. And my final story, though, pick things up. Yeah. I think this could be a good one. A man spent three days searching the beach for a stranger's lost wedding ring. And found it. All right. Yeah. This was a, uh, a Massachusetts woman visiting uh, New Hampshire Beach. And I guess she was playing football with her husband in, like, waist-deep water. And, you know, chucked the ball. And then, boom, there goes the ring. This shit just happens. And uh, it was her great-grandmother's ring. So it was an heirloom, you know? Mm-hmm. Not... It was special. Ah. So she... You know, started putting up posts and stuff about it and um, contacted some metal detecting groups. They're just like hobby treasure hunters. Hey, you know, I lost this ring. It's really important to me. It'd be really cool if someone just happened to find it, but you know, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Well, he spent three damn days on that beach and he waded out in the water and stuff. And he found it four inches under the sand like eight wow. days later after she lost it. Which is crazy, because a week goes by, man, I would be thinking that it is gone forever.
1: No doubt. But it's quite a fancy ring. It's
0: quite lavish. Quite lavish.
1: Wow, that one was hot.
0: Hot Clip. Hot Clip. Inbound. Yeah, Hot Clip coming through. Hot Clip. Isn't
1: that that band you like, Hot Clip?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, almost (laughs) as much as the, uh, the, the My Little Pony theme song that was stuck in my head after the show last
1: week oh yeah you had it stuck in your head
0: yeah I did maybe this will get stuck in your head
1: I think it's got a chance man I think it's got a chance well the bowlers have been stuck in our heads all night thank you for hanging out appreciate you much love to you drop on by uh, Thursday night when we hang out with phone boy in Phoenix heck yeah over there at Lotus Effect and don't forget, Bowls with Buds, live this Sunday, right after the big show, no agenda. It's gonna be a fantastic time. I have Eric Yakes with us, author of Seventh Property. And, uh, of course, every Tuesday night we return. At right around 9 central, we start warming the stream up with a little bit of tunage. Right after the DH Unplugged show wraps its final words. Throughout all of that, you know I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
0: And I'll be Dame DeLorean. May your bowls burn ever brighter.
4: That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowl after bowl.
3: Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after Bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl com. After bowl.
1: com bowl after bowl till he's sick
3: so when are we smoking some weed dance and move your legs around you can't
4: bowlafterbowl.com